0: You guys ready?
1: I'm fucking ready. Are
0: you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Welcome to Motel Hell. Motel podcast hell podcast in the world. Everybody's listening to it. Yeah, highest rated podcast currently on iTunes. Five stars. Five stars. iTunes. Uh, all positive uh, comments. Podcast store. My name's Alexa. Lex Lexa. Flex for short. I think I'm starting to like the nickname.
1: So you said that like three episodes ago, Did and then I? two episodes ago, you're like, I don't like the name anymore.
0: <laughs> I go back and forth, but when I saw that car said flex on it, I was like, I would like to own this car. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's affecting me one way or another. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're, we're putting you in an echo chamber where we're just continuously conditioning you to like it. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you'll become your own abuser.
0: Ooh, I'm flexing, you guys. Oh, God. Oh, I know. It scares the children my muscles. You should see me take Frank down. Yeah, I she's
2: agree. a regular Stacy. I love um, seeing you take Frank down.
0: <laughs> so I'm here with two very sexy Chads. Uh, I would be a Roasty, 100%. A I don't even
1: know if I'm a Chad a, or even i I'll a, explain. Or even a cup. Like you might beef? be a manlet. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not that hot and I don't make money, so I don't know where I fit into all this. I mean, you're obviously not Tyrone's.
0: I'm a Chad. You're definitely Chad. Yeah, you're a Chad. Totally a Chad. Might
1: have to join this best. In my best
0: life, I'm a Stacy, but truly, I'm a femoid. No, I,
1: I, a I think I think you're a Stacy. Oh my god! I Thank know. Thank you.
0: Um. So that manlet over there.
1: I don't like this episode
0: because
1: <laughs> I'm gonna find out dead. what manlet means, and it's gonna be bad.
0: And then um, he's also known as the Professor Captain Stabin. Um sexiest boy with a beard that's red
1: good save good save
0: and over here is Mr. Dick Fetty I can introduce myself I'm so sorry I'm sorry I'm the host of the show so sometimes I take on hostly roles but that was
2: weird go <laughs> ahead well we've just been fighting about this since episode one but maybe if anyway. I started
0: listening yeah
2: I'm Dick Fetty Mechado-deca-hedron. Run upon pitches, I'm skeet, and cut up their faces, they bleed, and underage girls, I'm cream, and... Yeah, that was stuck in my head the other day.
1: That yeah, it's, a, it's really what's gonna <laughs> get this podcast out to the people. It's funny, they
2: played. They just played Clash of the Titans at the uh, Philadelphia Film Society at the oh. Roxy. I know, I was like, man, if only we had known, we could have gone and just sang that the whole
0: time. <laughs> um, so tonight we're talking about... Quite possibly my favorite subject, which is, I think, a little weird, given I'm a feminist woman. I don't even feel, like, disdain for these guys, though. I'm, like, generally just interested in them in a way I haven't been interested in a topic in a really
2: long time. But we'll get to that. First, we're going to
0: review our movie.
2: Yeah, well, the first thing I want to say before we get into the movie is we're trying a new recording method tonight, which seems promising, but uh, time will tell. (laughs) And, uh, there it is. There's the, uh.
1: We'll see how good it is if it just picked up my nasty-ass fart I just had.
2: Well, yeah. it's less about what it's picking up than what it's not picking up. More about so what it is, it's putting down. Yes, yes, it's your coaster. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So, anyway... If it sounds like shit, then you'll be used to that. And if it sounds better, then you'll be pleasantly surprised. I so,
1: somehow doubt that the people who reviewed even listened to it. So,
2: <laughs> Review, Somebody rate,
1: subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Our
2: last episode actually had 19 listens within two days of being out. Oh, nice. I know. that's We're basically
1: stars. Yeah, and we got a buddy yeah. of ours who told us it was, quote-unquote... Pretty enjoyable. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, I know him, so I know that was like, you know, oh, it's good, man. But reading it in a text message, episode 20 was enjoyable. I
2: was like, good. oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what did we watch this week? Well, uh, we're doing it a little differently because of time constraints for this evening. So, Sunday night we watched In the Mouth of Madness, John Carpenter, 90s film, later post <laughs> Golden Era with Sam Neal and Jürgen Proch now, or Prochnau. now, Jürgen Proch now, Jürgen Proch now is, is which is claiming. a German sex move. Yeah, uh, Julie Carmen, and then also what's his face, uh, Charlton Heston. Yeah,
1: so just being so racist, already forgetting about his non-white employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, I never hired a black woman. What are you talking <laughs> about? A, from my cold dead hand. All I think of when I think of Charlton Heston besides the ending of Planet of the Apes which I've actually seen the whole Planet of the Apes but um Not just the ending Yeah but the ending <laughs> is like the the best thing the Apes Yeah but uh no is him in bowling for Columbine when he's the spokesperson oh, God. for the NRA and he's just like the worst Listen there's he was this Yeah spokesperson but for the NRA? Yeah. There's a ton
1: about that movie that makes me mad. Yeah no
2: no that movie's bullshit in its premise. What what is this sap? What the fuck is on my sweatshirt? It's literally like black Goop. Oh, it's probably syrup. I do love syrup. So you were saying about yeah. Anyways, he talks about like they can pull pull his pull his guns from his cold dead hands. Okay,
1: good. Which he's old and probably not in great health, so, so we might, probably, assume, yeah, might yeah, be soon. Yeah, we could
2: probably get them off of him. He may be dead. I don't even know if he's <laughs> dead or not. Is he dead? He could be. I think he's dead. he
1: was old then that was 20 years ago well who knows I don't know who knows by the way I wanted to mention if anyone's curious about the Darth Vader sounds that are happening on the podcast on and off again it's because I quit smoking and started vaping (laughs) and it would be pretty cool if I could not do it for an entire episode but you know as is their rights my co-hosts smoke the whole time so I would actually kill myself (laughs) yeah
2: just wow. and, and everybody already know I mean I would assume they would know We're either hitting like mad weed Babe or something Mad weed Babe. Yeah because you always just hear us talking And then there's it's like a just the long life. break And then it's the exhale of smoke while simultaneously <laughs> It's just the
1: disco bots breathing into the mic Yeah That's it man
0: Has a life of its own. Truly does So I really liked In the Mouth of Madness I was like not expecting to like it
2: um, wow Always the faith In our movie choices I, I think it's she good She never go has in with faith In our movie choices patience. Maybe
0: I was just Exceptionally tired That night And I was So I was grumpy To begin with But I really liked it I liked the Because um, we've been I Me and Dick Fetty Have been reading H.P. Lovecraft On and off For a little bit now And it had so many Cool overtones Of that Not even overtones like Direct tones references. Direct references Yeah and um, I thought that was really cool. I thought the gore was really cool. I like the like dreamlike element to a lot of it. For
1: I love, I love how the main character. It's impossible to convince him that anything is real because he is the epitome of skeptic. Yeah. and it's
2: beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because I'll get to it with my disco box recommendation, but we in part watched it because. When I'm feeling a certain vibe, thing, interest, whatever, it's like everything I do, music, movies, clothing, the whole 9 all gets sucked into this vortex of, like, this is what I'm about right now. And it's a good and a bad thing. Uh, this time it paid off. And for me, uh, Ben and I tried to watch it oh, three years ago at this point. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling it. I had a, a close friend who... I'd watched it a couple times and recommended it to me, and I was really put off. Once I watched Prince of Darkness years ago and didn't like that, and the grim memories I have of Ghost of Mars, I thought, I'm not going to fuck with 90s Carpenter, but given the circumstances that led to us watching it now, it was going to be hard for me not to like it. And I also watched event horizon the night before so I was in like full Sam Neil mode mm-hmm. and just I absolutely loved this movie It was awesome. My only thing was I could have gone for honestly less monsters because while H.P. Lovecraft describes the beings. He only does it in a limited way and it's normally so horrific for the narrator to explain what he saw that his mind breaks as he tells it and like you know, H.P. Lovecraft is a much better writer than John Carpenter is a script writer. That's did that very script? true. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's, it's, it doesn't have that level of artistry. But as far as Carpenter films goes, I would say it's, you know, the thing is un- indisputable as the best film from my perspective. And then in terms of enjoyment, there's a lot of other ones you can place in second place. I'd probably go with Escape from New York because I love Kurt Russell. But this could be my third favorite carpenter movie, honestly. I mean, I've only watched it all the way through the one time. Mm-hmm. But Jurgen Prochnow is a famous German actor who was most famous for being in the U uh, Das Boot miniseries. And he's great in it, even though he's not in it a ton. There's Doberman Pinschers, which are just terrifying yeah. and pointy dogs. Yeah. And uh, Creepy children. And children. The, the old woman who's also in Twin Peaks in season two.
1: Right. Sam Neill smoking whenever and wherever yeah, yeah, he was. In wants. every scene. Never able to
2: finish a Never cigarette. able yeah. to finish the cigarette. And I'm pretty sure that the art that they had for the books in the movie was the same artist or like very similar in style to... One of the publishing houses that put out tons of Lovecraft stuff in the '80s and '90s—they're exactly of the same style—and the books that Sutter Kane writes um, are the titles are all play on HP Lovecraft story titles, so they are because the one is like. Oh man, I can't remember them, but they—they they all are. I'll—I'll I'll post them or something. In
1: the mouth of madness, at yeah. the mountains of
2: madness. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. There's a but there are, all of them are are like that. I was reading some stuff on Reddit about the movie. Anyways, I—I I was totally into it.
1: And I—I I think you described it perfectly when we watched it. And I believe on the episode, which we should just delete, because the more I think about it, the more awful I feel about the John Carpenter episode we did. Because I'm. <laughs> Awful research, and I shouldn't even be on this podcast. No, but no. but I believe I described it as a Lovecraftian love letter, and then we were when we were watching the movie, you referred to it more as a Lovecraftian back alley blowjob, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is utter, utterly perfect because yeah. it's it's got those Lovecraft elements that I love. I mean, anything Lovecraftian, I'll I pretty much eat up like a butt. Yeah, but this is is. Has the elements of Lovecraft, but it's not written like Lovecraft. It's not like Lock and Key. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 John Carpenter, but
2: yeah, it's way more direct. But it does have the same key elements, and the whole way that it starts at the end, and it's you know a narrator who's gone insane, and they're explaining why they they've gone insane. I mean that is that is the Lovecraft story yeah. model, which I love, and most stories. You know, I sort of think of the Rick and Morty episode, the Purge episode, where he's like, "I think most stories should start at the beginning." You know, yeah. why why this cut to two weeks earlier? Yeah. Blah blah blah. I agree with that most of the time. Lovecraft makes it work. You know, yeah. Lovecraft makes it work because I I couldn't even imagine it working a different way, and uh, they do it in the movie so well um, that yeah, I don't know. I really I really really enjoyed it, and it's 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 not his best film ever. And with a bit of a better budget and you know the other thing that for me was the his use of lighting in most of his films like the thing is again one of one of the best in the sense of up until pretty much everything after the thing got increasingly lighter in the way that it was shot and looked more and more like a tv movie and less like a big budget film The thing looks incredible. Watching it on Blu-ray doesn't hurt it; it enhances it. Whereas, like a lot of his movies, are probably best viewed on an old VHS. And this movie has suffers from that same kind of overly lit uh, settings. And you know, for me, not there should be more atmosphere in the way that it's shot. You know, I would I would want something a little less antiseptic and a little bit more. Not even necessarily like gross, but just just more darkness. Although I mean, there is a lot of that when he goes to Hobbs End, you get a lot of that. But right.
1: I, I I think the Void captured that a little bit better.
2: Yeah, where they
1: didn't even show the monster really, and everything was shouted in mystery and curiosity mm-hmm. and God, I love the Void. Yeah, That's and a that different was movie that though. was
2: the other thing that uh, you know I took away from this was, from my perspective, the Void cribs from a lot of different films, but to me. It almost cripped more from In the Mouth of Madness than any other Carpenter film. Definitely. You know, and, and it was also, again, a big carp- or not Carpenter, but um, H.P. Lovecraft, fellatio job. Uh-huh. But it was also a Carpenter job in the way that he does his movies. Mm-hmm. And so it's it was essentially a movie designed made by people like us with the same interests as us. Uh, wanting to showing us all the things we want to see. It was so, FUBU. Yeah, for us, by us. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it was the FUBU of films, and I don't say that ironically. So, I don't know. I'd say four point five out of five for me. Just can't avoid those high ratings. Mm.
0: Um, I would say Ben. What's your rating? You go before me.
2: So you can base your rating on mine.
0: No, I want to figure out what metric I'm using.
1: <laughs>
2: Fair right, enough. We're gonna do out of ten, right?
1: oh we're doing out of 10 yeah, no we of, talked about yeah. That. Yeah, so not, 9 out of 10 I, I'd say a solid mm, yeah 9 out of 10 I mean strangely enough I just I don't know I just love that movie and uh I could watch that movie more than once um like every few months and not be completely annoyed and never want to watch it there's some movies that take a lot out of me when I watch them, and this is not one of them. Yeah, it's just it's a good, a good fun joyride.
0: Yeah,
1: I give it eight point five
0: crayon crosses out uh, of ten. That was a good one. Yeah,
2: that worked. <laughs> that thank you. So, all right, we well, move on to the disco what box. What is in the disco box, Dick Fatty? Uh, right? uh, so the disco box started with the disco box recommendation rather is all based on a concert I went to two weeks ago. So I sort of had my dream death metal show come up out of the blue when it was announced maybe two months ago that Demolich blood incantation were playing together on an East coast. Well, mostly East coast tour. And I never thought I'd get to see Demolich live. They've played the United States a couple times. They did a West coast tour a year or two ago. And they played Maryland Death Fest, but I've never been there for it. And I've been listening to Demolich for eight or nine years since I really got into death metal back in like 2010, 2011. And uh, so I was super psyched. And then they were supposed to play Philly, and they did. then they weren't going to, and then they did, and last minute I got tickets, and then all this craziness happened. But long story short, I wound up at the show, I went by myself, and... I thought, okay, so here's a band that hasn't released any new music in 25 years, and they haven't really done anything but reunion type shows. Is this actually going to be good? And Blood Incantations, like the new hot thing, and I think my first disco box recommendation ever was Blood Incantations' Star Spawn, which there's came no out way of telling in 2016. How do you mean? I, I have no, I have no reference.
1: I don't, I don't have a list of all the recommendations because they're all just so good.
2: Yeah. What? <laughs> um They are all on the descriptions for the episodes, but somewhere back there uh I did Blood Incantations star spawned. But anyways, I'm getting aside from the point. The the show was incredible. Blood Incantation was I thought that they couldn't pull off what they do on album live. They were so tight and their guitar solos were so sick, and I was at this shitty little bar and they made it sound like the cavernous you know, echoes of the deepest, darkest stars and and, and just was extremely cosmic and excellent and just fucking great. And I was really nervous because I'm like, Demolich, come on, are you going to be able to pull it out? And uh, they did. They crushed it. They absolutely Mm. destroyed it. Their front man, Antti Bowman, is quite amusing and had this very dry wit. And so my first recommendation, long way to get there, but uh, is Demolich's 20th Adversary of Emptiness, which is the double CD compilation put out on Svart uh, Records in 2014, which compiles, on the first disc, their only album, Nesbeth, which came out in 1993, and then on the other disc, there are three demos, their one original rehearsal track, and then three songs they recorded in 2006, I believe, or 2003, two of which were old tracks and one of which was new. And it also contains uh, large linear note, uh, liner notes, you do. It also contains a booklet which has the lyrics to every song, notes by Anti Bowman, who wrote the lyrics about the songs, and a big interview with him, as well as all the art for the demo tapes. It's an awesome fucking compilation. It's really cool because it's only been out for four years. It's already sold out. It's sold out after multiple repressings. It's an in demand album. Demolich is one of those bands that have hugely benefited from internet uh, availability down the line. Nobody gave a shit about Demolish when they came out and it was only after their music was available online and open to a much wider audience which had uh, had new expectations for what death metal could sound like 10, 20, 25 years after the fact. People have started to really appreciate the genius that is Demolich. They're one in a million, which is kind of why it's so great that they only ever did the one album because they never sucked. They just have killer demos and a killer album and frankly, from my perspective this is probably now my favorite death metal album of all time. I've been wow. listening to it non-stop for two weeks multiple times a day and I'm, it is a perfect album and I think I like it even more, although it's hard to say, Bolt Thrower's Realm of Chaos is an incredible album. Carcass's Necroticism is again, incredible album and there's almost Unfuckable With Entomb's Left Hand Path which has just changed everything but yeah, that's, that's my number one recommendation, and I, I know that uh, Flex has been able to hear a lot of Demolich lately. A lot of Demolich. How do you feel about that? I feel
0: well-educated and scared, and Good. I walked into the bedroom at one thirty the other night, and it was pretty loud.
1: He was 1.30 in the morning? He was
0: sleeping like the comfiest little kitty cat I've ever seen while Demolich is blaring in our bedroom, and I was like, what? I... Hell is his head. Um, it's not <laughs> hell. It's,
2: it's the like most so beautiful place. like so deep where we're going. You won't <laughs> need eyes to see. No, so, I'm doing more of a Hellraiser voice. Samuel doesn't sound like Hellraiser. You opened it. We <laughs> came. <laughs> it's just a puzzle box. No, it is a gateway. Uh, so, yes. Yeah recommendation number one really the best recommendation i can ever give. (laughs) if you haven't listened to demolish you should do it yeah i don't know if their website still has all the material online for free but anti bowman ran the website for a long time and that was how i got it all he had all the mp3s up with the art and all the rest and they're just amazing and if you like lovecraft it is lovecraftian metal that doesn't straight say like Lovecraft uh, God names Or any of that kind of stuff It just captures his vibe, his style of storytelling The lyrics all show that So it, in the best way That other things are Lovecraftian It's Lovecraftian without like openly sucking His dick And so that was in part why we watched In the Mouth of Madness because it's just Lovecraft all the time At this house right now Except for my next Disco Box recommendation mm-hmm. ABBA No but similarly oh, different I've never been a big ABBA fan except for that song Dancing that Queen great. Yeah. great the first time I ever got drunk that was what I was singing <laughs> <laughs> Streets of Morristown in the middle of the day screaming Dancing Queen you are I wasn't such, even 17 you are such a beautiful complicated man you really are thank you um, my next recommendation uh, a little different Three Six Mafia's When the Smoke Clears oh fuck yeah, yeah. Oh. it is the first Three Six Mafia album I ever bought everybody who's and has street cred always and especially white people talk about how wonderful mystic styles is which no question mystic styles is a fantastic album it is like you know horror du jour it, every track on there is a, is a banger but but when the smoke clears it is the beginning of crunk rap and they do it in the way that only three six mafia can do it. the songs are boastful they're wildly repetitive they feature a ton of different people from the three six click They're all hateful, and it's still all the same shit. It's drugs, violence, and anal sex, and oral sex. And I like all of those things. I
1: love those things. Yeah, and
2: and they are sung in a Mm. way that is um, enjoyable, (laughs) relatable, and quite catchy. And the seminal track, from my perspective, is Sippin' on Scissor, which is the third song in the first... Sippin' on some scissors. It is one of the best, (laughs) and... I bought this CD in 2005 it has never left my car since it, it is it's not my favorite rap album but it's just like it's fun it's awesome yeah, yeah. it's really a good time and I mean you kind of have to it's like listening to Danzig you know I, I'm gonna like dial back my IQ you know a little bit you, you don't have to get too cerebral with this music You just right. gotta fucking enjoy it so if you want good rap and, you, and you've played Mystic Styles to death Check out When the Smoke Clears.
1: Well, I was going to ask you guys about this, because sure. I know you guys both like rap. I found out that Wu-Tang Clan is going to be redoing one of their earlier albums with the new, it might even be their first album, with the new people in the band instead of the original lineup. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel?
0: I've never been in a Wu-Tang Clan. Really? I'm, not that I have anything against them, but I just never got into it. So no wonder I you never
1: protect your neck.
2: How do you feel about that? Loved that. Uh, That makes me feel like I have AIDS. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I. uh, 36 Chambers of Death is one of the most seminal hip-hop albums of all time. It was one of the first rap albums I ever listened to and bought and shaped my early childhood in a way that I'm still working at today. And the fact that they would think they could improve upon something that is essentially perfect. It's hubris on a level we haven't seen since Jesus Christ, as far as I'm concerned. Alright, I agree. Moving on. So, I'll wrap it up. Uh, the last Disco Box recommendation is Ilsa, a great band from the D.C. areas. Uh, their second album, Intoxicantations, which is a bit of a mouthful, but also fun. And it came out in 2012. It's I think it's an LP-only release. And originally... I was their first album changed my life it got me into death metal for real and i've never looked back since it seeing them live and all this stuff was amazing uh intoxicantations did not click right away there's one track on there called man-made monsters which is the best thing they've ever recorded and i could i could identify and acknowledge that at the time but as far as the crusty brutal sound of their first record which is this amazing mixture of death metal and sludge and like the vibe of crust punk and the wild overdrivenness of Swedish death Um, it just didn't have that level of bite and I didn't get a physical copy for a while either which kind of put it you know sort of hampered my interest or enthusiasm but when I finally did get the actual record the cover is a tiger with it's tongue out and there's acid blotter paper on it and then there's a spoon you know like a you would cook heroin in except for instead of um heroin i think it's maggots in a tooth and all this other crazy occult meets drug stuff Mm. and it's just it's fucking great and what really sets the record above their first album and their even their later albums is that the their their main songwriter and lyricist orion he's a storyteller and once you read the lyrics and listen to the songs, the movement of the song makes so much more sense because he's always telling a story. And it's a lot like reading Death's Omega's lyrics while you listen to the music. You're like, oh, I get this now. This is, this is, it's more like through composed music where there's not repetition of sections and everything is constantly changing and evolving. It's not quite that, it's still uh, sludge metal, so there is a fair amount of repetition. But it is a fucking kick ass record and it really picks up in the second half the b-side is is probably just all bangers but man-made monsters is on the a side that one's great too but it's basically like satanic cult samples and serial killer samples and stuff about true crime and stuff about shooting maggots into your veins and your skin falling off and all this great shit. and it's all all told with a really well uh written sort of storyteller perspective so if you're into sludge death metal or crust and you're not a fucking bitch then I would recommend Intoxicantation. But Dick Fetty, I'm not a bitch. Then you should check out this record. Maybe we'll listen to some later. Okay. Alright.
1: That's it. Closing the disco box.
0: (coughs) Okay, guys. I am so excited. Describe my face. Uh,
2: no. I don't want to. It's very happy. Yeah, there's a big smile on (laughs) it. She's like a Stacy for sure. Oh,
0: my God, I love this topic. So... (laughs) Um, I'll just say that I, I found out about incel a few years ago, and I'm going to describe what those are in a second, through a Law & Order episode, because um, they had an episode where an incel, you know, meets a girl. Really how you found out That's about exactly this? how I found out about it. I well, didn't think it was a real thing, and then I looked it most up. Most things
1: like, I've learned in life have come from yeah. Law & Order episodes. so it
0: was basically an incel got a girlfriend, and this other incel got jealous. Oh, yeah, you told me this. And killed the guy and the girl. So, um, but it wasn't probably until a month ago that I, much like my addiction to Craigslist personal ads a few (laughs) years ago. I think it
2: was even two months ago. Maybe it was was two two months ago. There
0: was a time back in 2015 where I, for like three months straight, could not stop reading men for men men for women women for like looking up craigslist ads and there was so many dick pics it was like wading through dick pics and i would do it on like the bus and you you didn't
1: enjoy it yeah
0: i loved them so uh about two months ago i i can't even remember what spurred it do you remember
2: it was something i think it might have been when we were picking uh the the agenda for new episodes, but it could have. No, it been, wasn't. It we didn't even talk about already. it then. Yeah,
0: I something happened. It was in the I text message. Thought. Chain. Let me, um, here we go. let me look up insult message boards. Um, and I have been nonstop addicted for whenever I have a moment to myself at work. I'm like, let me just see what's going on on the message board. Um, and it's so weird because as a a feminist woman, a woman who believes in equity and equality not a woman of color I'm a white woman um, <coughs> I should I, I, I feel like I should feel some type of rage and maybe it's the anonymity of it all and the fact that like it does scare me that these guys are walking around among us um, but We're I glad. am captivated by them I don't even feel anger when I read these posts it's more just general
1: interest. I can tell you exactly what caused this what caused it
0: Oh yeah, you sent that in the- what is that, Ben? Explain
1: that? It it was it's a article that Dick Fetty sent to us about toxic masculinity. Yeah. And about you know, like Alec Minassian, the guy Minassin? who did the, tro- the Toronto killings. Who did yeah. the Toronto killings?
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Maybe that was it. Because I was in a masculinities class last semester. We talked a lot about hegemonic masculinity, and like I.
2: But I thought it I don't started. Okay, during... tie them together. No, though. I thought it was your microaggressions class. I feel like we talked about it before that attack, but it doesn't maybe. really matter. It anyway. For a while. Let's talk about incels. So.
0: First off, what does incel stand for? Do you guys know? Involuntary
2: Into,
1: celibacy? Into... Oh, no, never mind. No. Involuntary Celebrity. Involuntary Celebrity.
0: So do we know the origins of the term incel? Some woman, right? Yeah, right? Okay, so... Some Stacey. Wasn't, wasn't a Stacey. Her name was Alana. She didn't... She still remained just Alana until this... She was interviewed by Elle. Um... Is that a lesbian magazine? No, it's just a... Lady magazine? La- lady magazine. Huh. Um... So, in 1993, she was struggling with um, her gender identity, with her sexual preference. She was awkward, introverted. Um, she was, like, later in life. and um, Was she a roasty? She might have become one. So, she started, she was trying to find the term for it. And she, like, she was thinking of all these different things and then, like, thought of involuntary celibacy. So, she started this website called Elena's Involuntary Celibacy Project. Project, and it, hot. yeah. So it was it was populated by men and women, but as it grew, it became more and more men. And she started to have like tons of mixed feelings about the men because they were prone to, in quotes, antagonistic um, behaviors and repetitive complaining. So she that sounds about right. Wow, men
2: turning into women, love it. <laughs> oh, really? This is what you normally do on the table. Well, I'm sorry, I should have not said that. No, it's fine. It's true.
1: Do you need an ashtray? Do you have an ashtray? Um, I just need it to be close to me. name. Oh, we're sharing this one. Yeah. I
0: thought you had the other No. One. So, um, she really wanted it to be, like, a place for people to find solace. People who were confused about, like, where they fit in the world, where they fit gender-wise. Um, she really wanted to say, like, she made this comment that, like, if you love a horse, you love a horse. You know those people that love objects? Yeah. They're the
1: best. The car fuckers. Yeah, the... Yeah. The car fuckers, the inflatable animal fuckers. This that was on my strange addiction. The Stranger one Diction. woman
0: who was in love with the Statue of Liberty. I watched the whole documentary on her. Um, That's nice. Yeah, but she was like, I don't care what you love. Like, come to this place and be safe with us where we, like, can't find love. So, she started... Um, exploring like Mystery. queer feminist theory and like doing all this different stuff and then she started dating a woman and she was like becoming detached from the message board she was like finding her own self so she handed the message board over to a stranger and was like take it and never looked back so then she's reading Mother Jones
1: and then the, the message board from there got more better
0: no Ben you're wrong it got worse. Whoa! So she's reading Mother Jones, which is like this, um... Do you guys, have you guys ever heard of it? It's like a publication. It's like, um... Ask Dr. Laurie. That kind of thing. No, it's it's like journalism. Like, um... It's more... I, I would... From what I read about it, it's like more... Because of its funding. I think they do funding like NPR. So it's like more reliable, in my opinion, at least. It's like investigative journalism. And they had a story about Elliot Roger, And it was like, he identified an incel. And she literally was like, holy shit, what the fuck did I do? And she said, like a scientist who invented something that ended up being a weapon of war, I can't uninvent this word, nor restrict it to nicer people who need it. So, it was actually created by a woman. And Elliot Roger is a stand-up gentleman... The supreme gentleman, as he calls himself, but we will get to Elliot
2: Roger later. But he sounds handsome. Riddle me this, Batman. Uh-huh. Women can't really be involuntarily celibate, correct? They can only be voluntarily celibate because they're women. They always have a choice to get laid.
0: That is what typical incel rhetoric
1: will tell you. Okay. Yes. So, is there a smaller subgroup of super incels that are women?
0: Um. So there's this thread on Reddit called Forever Alone, um, which is men and women who are, like, not as hateful as the incel community. Um, But no, I can't see a woman being able to infiltrate this community in any way. At this point. At this point,
1: no. Um, Do do the Forever Alone people just meet up and have crazy orgies? I, I... That sounds awesome. I
0: haven't read the Forever Alone thread. Um, But really, incels... They're not
2: sick enough for me. Yeah, (laughs)
0: they're not. Incels are, um, you know, a weird subgroup of the men's rights movement. Um, They are the most colorful of that subgroup. They have their own...
1: Nice verbiage.
0: (laughs) Their own um, dictionary, their own lingo, their own set of standards. So let's get into what an incel is. Can you tell me about men's rights first? Um... So I don't know much about it, but Manosphere, Yeah. you guys have heard of that? Yes. It's like a collection of blogs, stories, all this different stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's not my homepage. <laughs> so uh, I would put, um,
0: what's his name, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Jordan Peterson as a men's right
2: activist. Yeah. He d- he I think you would identify. Yeah,
0: and he doesn't see himself as incels, nor do incels claim to I can't imagine he's
2: not getting laid. No, oh, he
0: is he's getting, married He's
2: married. To a guy. No. No, that was a different guy. No, no, there was no. a picture in that article of a different dude, and I looked him up because it had three names of the people, and the other guy was a gay alt-right men's activist guy. Which was no. Interesting. The, my brain hurts right now. Yeah,
0: they and so men's rights is, is super interesting. There's a, a thread called um, Men Going Their Own Way, or Men Of Their Own Way. It's like a five, it's like MO something. Um
2: Mommy. Yeah, and, spell and they...
0: I didn't do a lot... I really focused on it themselves. I didn't do a lot of research into that other stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's basically people who believe that the feminist movement is, like... Um, suffocating men.
2: Suffocating men, um, you know... That the new left is taking away rights that men should have. We're not being treated as equal citizens because we have a penis. We're not? That type of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I bring it up because it was brought to my attention from, I'm a regular Reddit user, so I know, I knew about the red pill when it started which, I guess, please, are you going to touch on that? I'll touch on that. And uh, it also just came up generally in dissension from the left, and I'm on a noise forum where it was brought up, and there was some discussion, though it happily petered out, that basically some people were talking about it, and they thought men's rights was something important to talk about, and other people said, you're a man, so just do what you want, and yeah. then you have men's rights, which is probably closer to what I would subscribe mm-hmm. to. I guess, in terms of Peterson's rhetoric, I I don't think chaos is feminine or male. Yeah. I just believe that chaos is the way everything is, and this need for us to, well, I'll get there. We'll, we'll yeah. get there, but... And- I just want to say that the, the idea so I, I brought it up because I think the idea of men's rights is it's absurd on a lot of different levels mm-hmm. it's absurd because truly men are the one with power generally mm-hmm. so the fact that we need rights to protect that is absurd The and the way that we would classify it and turn us into victims is so disgusting to me that I can't really fathom it and I just think it's the most bogus bullshit movement from a bunch of Whiny. Whiny doesn't begin to describe these. These people are more pathetic than fucking the cockroaches I stomp out when I walk outside. They, they. I really don't care for them, and I don't care for anything that is under the guise of men's rights. Yeah. Like that shit is such bullshit. It is such entirely. outrageous bullshit that it, it really. No, steams, it is. It is my, and it's the same
0: thing you see with like when people of color are trying to advocate for the them rights, and you see people being like it's okay to be white, like, we're being attacked for being white, and it's like...
1: Why can't we have... Why why can't we be proud of being being white white? and have, you know, like, White History Month? It has nothing to... (laughs) It has
0: nothing to do with that, because it's like we... It's about highlighting oppression and lifting up what was once
2: oppressed, and so... Yeah, it's, it's... What it is, and I think most of this boils down to, is a total inability to look at the bigger picture. Yeah, And, you know, it's not about not being able to be white in this country because you can absolutely there are, be white. well there are certainly groups of people who would i think look at you negatively for being a white man mm-hmm. without question just you automatically are you know going to be attacked or whatever looked at with suspicion or your opinions are going to be looked at sus- with suspicion by certain groups of people the left and otherwise i think that that's true but i think what when you look at When you accept that, you're still missing the bigger picture of, so what? That's the minority. You're still a white man. You're still the majority opinion. And so this idea that the whole culture we live in isn't primarily based around placating you, the white person, Mm -hmm. is bullshit. It's like, we live in America, and we may have way more ethnic diversity than most other countries in the world. Uh, You know, especially in terms of the modern Western world, Mm -hmm. air quotes and all the rest. Um, It's just... It's just so much bullshit.
0: It is so much bullshit, and reading stuff from <clears throat> Jordan Peterson, the stuff that comes out of um, Richard Spencer's mouth, and and other people, and especially reading these message boards, it's like men's rights people are all over the place. The pickup artistry is a great example of men's rights. Do you guys know about the pickup artist? Yeah. Right. So I have a few examples here, but let's let's get. In. Is there anything you wanted to add then to that? No. Okay. So let's get into what an incel is. Let's get uh-huh. into the categoristics. So, they define themselves as being unable to find romantic or sexual partners despite the desiring one. As a state, they refer to themselves as the insultum. Um, insultum. inceldom. Um, inceldom. Inceldom. hmm Almost Keyword exclusively... Keyword being dumb, am I right? High five. Woo! <laughs> Almost exclusively male and mostly heterosexual. Almost exclusively white, but they do have, um like Black cur- cells. curry cells. I swear to God, that's what they call themselves. Sand cells. Um, Ooh, wait. Yeah, it's like weird. And they, they self-refer to themselves as that. Sure, yeah.
1: Um, it's just... It's just this all sounds like a George Orwell book to me. It's right. just so insane. <laughs>
0: so, mostly characterized by resentment, misanthropy, misogyny, racism, entitlement to sex, endorsement of violence against sexually active women, and more successfully sexual men. So, recently, I think like a year ago, the Southern Southern Poverty Law Centers um, officially listed it as a hate group. Um,
2: on What's bar, the Southern mm-hmm. Poverty Law Center? You
0: know, they are like a standard for... Eight um, groups? Yeah, they are. Because they're mentioned a lot in this research. Um, the Southern Poverty Law Center <coughs> documented 954 active hate groups in the United States in 2017. Monitors hate groups and other extremists throughout the U.S. and exposes their activities to law enforcement agencies, the media, and the public. So they are specific to hate groups. Um, so they are described as part of the online male supremacy ecosystem. And when you look at the mass killings that have come out of insultum, um, I'll be, you want to flag it? And the shit that I read, like I was saying to Dick Fetty earlier, that um, as you all know, the subreddit um incels was banned. Yes. Um, oh, under and I'm gonna get into that. It was actually banned on November seventh, twenty seventeen, because they. was yes. about
2: well, I guess
0: eight months ago. Now. Yeah, they it recently. They violated a new policy that bans content that encourages, glorifies, incites, or calls for. Violence of physical harm against individual or a group of people.
1: Um, well, they also um, they a while ago they banned uh, some neo-Nazi groups, and it's it's funny too because I, I think one of the co-creators or co-founders of Reddit actually went to bat for this group not because he agreed with it, but more so the fact that it's free speech exactly. and they shouldn't be banned from a website because they're talking about hatred and and whatnot. And then they turned on him. Yeah. Which, which I thought was hilarious. It's like this guy being like, no, you guys have the right to spe- speech," And they're like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how I just It was
2: when imagined. in Skokie, Illinois, it's when the NAACP protected the rights of the neo-Nazis mm-hmm. who wanted to march in Skokie, Illinois and did that. Yeah. You know, but it, the internet's also different because it's not public speech. Yeah. It's private speech that's owned by private companies web domains. exactly so that's people get real confused about the first amendment rights it's the right to free public speech you can silence whoever you want in private yeah exactly
1: it's like when they got fired that guy from Duck Dynasty and everyone was like free speech it's like no he works for a company they have the right to yeah. fire him he's yeah. not in jail exactly
2: well and it was the same thing when the the guy who used to run this neo-nazi distro called Behold Barbarity everybody was all up in arms and he got fired by the law firm he worked for and I'm um, thinking to myself he works for a high profile law firm. Yeah. And when they found out he was a neo Nazi, or at least when it was they were no longer able to ignore that, of course they're gonna fire him. Yeah. Like that's the risk you run. Yeah, well I think Trevor Noah says
0: it perfectly, which is like you can um you can say whatever you want in a public forum, it doesn't mean you're not gonna get punched in the face for it. Like there are <laughs> cons- like there are consequences to your speech you can say whatever the that's fuck pretty you good. want. Um so it had forty thousand members at its height. And then they um, took it down. And so I, I mostly, in the beginning, was playing around on their new forum, which is Brain Cells.
1: <laughs> which, to be fair,
0: clever name. Clever name. I'll give clever it Clever name. I also was reading the Reddit incel tears, but it really just pulls the worst of the incel community and makes fun of it. Um, yeah, which I, I, have, I like, don't get me wrong. I had
1: less fun diving deep into inc- uh, the tears one than I did... Brain yeah, because it
0: it really is just like a bunch of people making fun of incels and taking and I know this is horrible because incels are horrible, but um, it's taking the worst of them and it's not giving this comprehensive picture of what the incels actually are.
1: I feel like it also could
0: aggravate
1: the problem.
0: Oh, it does. All they talk about on brain cells <clears throat> is incel tears. Um, they're really like, like make fun of them and talk about them and like are like this is going to be put. They they love. Um,
2: I feel like brain cells, though, all I think of is the meta version, the sort of meta meme that the Rick and Morty uh, subreddit has become, which is all this. Well, you have to have a high enough intellect yeah. to get all the jokes, which mm-hmm. is now like a meme, but it's also there are people, and they're, I feel like, largely coming from 4chan. Oh, yeah. But it's this whole cross section of these aloof, elitist. people and uh <laughs> it's yeah it's it's
1: it's pretty bad. I uh you know, I kind of try not to talk to people I don't know about my enjoyment of Rick and Morty cuz
2: I don't know what those people might say to me. <laughs> yeah. I just mean to say that when they the way they talk on brain cells about what they care about it's it's that same pretentious
0: mm-hmm. oh.
2: but what i saw on brain cells was a lot of this post
0: has been removed this post has been removed this post has been removed and after a month or so i was like what i want to see the shit that's getting removed so t- today <laughs> you I dove deeper Yeah, I dove deeper So I went on a 4chan And um, I was reading oh a little God, bit of that this can't The hacker up. 4chan Yeah, but You guys remember that?
2: When yeah that, that was reported that it was the hacker 4chan I forget what everything got hacked But they thought 4chan was, it was a It like person a person. person Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So there's a lot There's a lot on 4chan But what I ended up falling deepest into Is incels.me um, And all of the Elliot Roger love is on incels.me. Like, it is. Oh, one in every three persons' avatar is Elliot Rogers. They also have these sign offs under their posts. I mean, I'll just show you what I'm looking at right now
1: Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger. You'll see Anime him. girl. You'll Elliot see him. Roger. Elliot Roger. Guy with a rope around his neck. Text Talk Girls. It seems like the wrong ad for.
0: Oh, okay. And that was another thing that I that I mentioned. Um, and I'll get to that, but I'll just say it now. All of the advertising on all these sites is how to meet
2: women. So, I mean... But because you know why? Why? So, this it's, is It's called good advertising. Well, <laughs> it's not just that. It's called data mining. So, they that's, know that's that the IP addresses... That's what they're searching. Well, and it's not just that, though. It's also just that the... the Internet service providers know who their clients are. So yeah. they know who's in the household, who's paying for it, whatever. Maybe a lot of these guys are in their parents' basements, but a lot of these guys are in college dorm rooms or whatever, yeah. right? So it's a young man who's paying for the internet and they sell this information to companies who so then target their ISPs. So they don't just see that, on, I'm sure, on the Incel message boards. They see it on a bunch of other yeah. places too. But it's just hilarious because this is. They're the target audience for this type of stuff it's, it's when you're you know coked up And you're on Pornhub And it says meet local fuck singles yeah, well, Think or, about yeah. every
1: time we're on Kiss Anime And all of the, all of the ads hot are Hot Asian women, in, hot Asian women <laughs> in town nearest to yeah, me yeah. Or Your girlfriend won't like you Playing this game and, well, that's just
2: good advertising. I mean, I
1: always like, you're, you're like, well, I need to play this now. I want to see if she truly will like it. Although we did
2: look up one of those games, and it was... It, it
1: was not as good. It wasn't as hentai as we'd hoped it yeah, would. Yeah, if it's not multiple tentacles per
2: orifice, I'm not even interested. I
1: thought it was going to be I'm something... definitely not
2: going to get hard.
1: I thought it was something that would both activate my brain and my penis, and it did either. Yeah. Right, okay.
0: So, <laughs> me is... Fucking bananas. Um, a lot of calling for violence, a lot of rape, a lot of women aren't people. Read us a post. Um, um, this is called Women Aren't Physically Capable of Feeling Empathy. Cam the Angel, who I talked about on here before on my notes, he said, I just can't believe that a woman who is empathetic would only go for a man with genetics. That's all they care about, themselves. They care about that they are getting the genetically superior man. They care about themselves getting sex. They can't care about another person, only themselves. There was no punctuation at all. Mm. Sounds, um, some comments. like the worst. Women only have empathy for Chad's and his baby. Reminder that women absolutely loathe your existence for daring to be an ugly male. They do not feel empathy towards us whatsoever. Um, it's a show they put on. When they say personality is greater than looks, they are lying through
2: their teeth. Femoids are devious creatures. Okay, keep going. I thought that. I thought. I, I mean, I don't know. When I read the psychology magazines <laughs> in my therapist's <laughs> office, mm-hmm. they say that women seek an emotional bond and that physical attraction. No, more important as to a woman, it. I can say it has nothing to do with that. It's all
0: about looks and hyper. Mo- hyper mo- how do you say it? Masculinity? Hype, no, hyper... They call it hyper... Hypergamy. Like monogamy, but with hyper... In the Hyper-monogamy? middle. Hypermonogamy? No, it's ca- It's
1: like hypergamy. Hyponogamy? I don't know how they say it, okay.
0: but it's like having too much sex. And I was being sarcastic. Oh. Women do crave an emotional bond. Yeah. Um, some would it. say we're more empathetic, but... Some we, would say that. Some women can only wrong. feel true empathy for their babies. Some not even in that sense... Since yeah. they killed Casey them... Casey Anthony, am I right? Since they killed them in abortions or even abandoned them... I made the beat and then murdered it. And then these, Casey Anthony. <laughs> Childish Gambino, um, Yeah, so there's a lot of Elliot Rogers stuff. So, like I said, the subreddit was banned. So there's a new incel form, Brain Cells. Um, openly advocates against hate and violence, though. It is... Uh, espoused regularly, um, like I was saying, when you peruse the comments, you see a lot of this has been removed, and then maybe a moderator will jump on and say, hey, this isn't what we stand for. So um, you're saying the brain cell community, at least their public message is that they don't advocate exactly, for violence. Exactly, and they have moderators that remove posts and tell people to chill out. Um, but it's based, like I was saying, based within the men's rights movement that has taken shape within the advent of the internet and has taken a big spike since Trump got elected as president. Um, The Manosphere, I was talking about blogs, subreddits, Facebook groups, forums, and more dedicated to rejecting feminism in favor of men's rights. And like I said before, incels are by far the most diverse of men's rights advocates. Um, There are similar subreddits like men going their own way, M-G-T-O-W, I have it here. Um, Those are straight men who refuse to be involved with women, so they're like voluntarily... (laughs) Maybe gay. Yeah. Sounds um, like a closeted gay guy from the 80s to me. Yeah. Red pillars. Um, yeah. So
1: those are people who take the red pill are people oh, who. Oh, pillars? You said pillar and I immediately thought. Pillar. Dick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A red
1: pillar. No, so
0: they. They only have They to in take the. Re- in reference to the Matrix, they take the red pill and they <laughs> see reality for what it really is. And that reality is that women rule over men, which is so contradictory to what they espouse, which is so interesting. And it
1: makes sense that a lot of this, or well, this specific thing is based on the Matrix. Yeah. And then,
0: of course, I'm going to get to it, but I keep saying I'm going to get to it, I should just say it. Um, The black pill. So the black pill is like, super seeds, the red pill or the blue pill, and the black pill is like, seeing reality for what it really is, and understanding that it will never change, and that you are doomed to a lifetime of this, and it's like, you see it all over these fucking boards. It's like, taking the black pill. This is true black pill dumb, Like, blah, blah, blah. The me boards. On every
1: incel uh, board. Yeah, it's on brain cells a lot, too. Yeah. Talking about force-feeding people the black pill mm-hmm. and helping them awaken to their true lives. Mm-hmm. And so,
2: I, I just want to come out and say that I have read almost none of these things because these people are so much the worst that I can't. I can't even do it. I really just can't. I feel strongly. It's so weird that, like... (coughs) I find it so weird
0: that I am truly addicted to these message boards. Yeah. Like, I don't want to change their mind at all. I'm just like, interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, is you're not going to change their mind. And,
0: And that's part of it, too. Yeah, it's like, they're so far gone that... So, ideology. Incel is normally at least... 21 years of age however there is a subreddit called young cells who get into it a little earlier um and has gone six months without a romantic partner not of their own volition gone six months so these are the this is and this is um i can't remember where i got this from, but this page was awesome it was like academically sourced and whatnot and i'll get into the academics of it in a little bit um so many people of all genders fit in this category, um, but predominantly heterosexual male incels frequent the subreddit and almost all agree that the world, women, owes them sex and that they are oppressed for being sexless men, which is classic men's rights uh, beliefs.
2: Well, I get that when you're 16 and 17 and 18, you think you've earned sex by walking around mm-hmm. on two legs. I felt that way, but then I also had sex because... It was also women felt that way. Everyone yeah, to fuck you. are seventeen. Fuck. It's not that hard. I got liquor. I mean I don't even have liquor. I got some weed. I'm sure I just could tell you a funny <coughs> joke. What are you doing? Have, here? have you I seen fill your bits. I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing, but
1: Have you seen the meme going around that says hard to swallow pills? Yeah, and it's like So there's one that's that's it's hard to swallow pill and then it goes down to the pill and it says, uh I'll look it up right now. Well no, I know what it says. I just I had to swallow my spit. It says pretty much that uh, maybe nice women are or er, n- Women are into nice guys. You're, you're just, just not that nice of a guy.
0: Yeah, no, and that's like what I think when I see um, the Elliot Roger retribution video, right before he went on his ramp shooting spree, um, which is he's like, me, the supreme gentleman. And it's like, you're. You're fucking weirding everyone out. Yeah, like, No,
1: you're an in insufferable. sufferable yeah, cock hole. You're an in,
0: insufferable human who scares people. That's why no one's going out with you.
1: Well, so it's basically, it's neckbeard taken to the next level. Well, yes. And he, in his videos, he has this thing where he pauses. As if he's about to say something profound. Like, you'll see a lot of gurus yeah. pause and think no. for a minute. But after his pause, every single time he goes... And, like, smacks his lips. He also has this terrifyingly creepy laugh where he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then he s- says something just utterly ridiculous and stupid. Well, so I can remember... I wasn't even that young, that's the sad part about it. Being on 9Gag when the neckbeard thing was sort of really taking off. And 9Gag is mostly no- younger users in whatever. So... It was interesting because there were people who didn't know they were being neckbeards. There were people that were mocking them. It was this whole mix mash And then I switched to Imgur, and then it was eventually Reddit. And I feel like, I mean, largely, I guess I just, it's mostly porn and Gundam for me. So I don't see a lot of stuff about neckbeards anymore. <laughs> Same. But, yeah. But uh, th- that was like a thing that was happening, and then it was kind of Okay but this whole friend zone neckbeard all that mm-hmm. stuff like the whole idea of the friend zone that it was so unfair because men were being placed into mm-hmm. a zone where they weren't having sex i mean i guess it's the precursor or it was happening simultaneously mm-hmm. but this is the much more militant insane so, version so neckbeards are kind of like goku regular goku and then
1: incels are kind of like super Saiyan 4 goku
2: and then but then but what about uh, what about like the 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 black pillars, are they like the Super the Saiyan tradition? God
1: Super Saiyan. Okay. Also known as Super Saiyan Blue. And I've said all those things and I regularly have sex. I yeah.
2: don't know what any I of do. that means. Our listeners might. Okay. And if they don't, they'll
0: believe well, that
1: they, they and should.
0: The friend zone is interesting, like but they take it so much further. But it's
2: the same concept. It though. is the same concept. Because it's it's the same revulsion I felt when I first heard that phrase being thrown around yeah. as if Because a girl doesn't want to have sex with you, that, like, she's somehow bad, just not everybody's going to want to fuck you. Like, that's all, but there's a million women out there, so you just keep trying until you get laid. It's like, you're just the tide, man, you're just washing away those, breaking those stones down um, until they can't put up a
0: fight. You think the friend zone is bad, imagine, like, a creepy dude who you thought was your friend thinking you owe him sex because you, he was nice to you. Well, that that is the friends. Yeah. That no, I know the exactly. It. It. Yeah. But right. it's like from a female perspective. But then also, fuck, what was I going to
1: say? Um, well, I'm, I'll get lost on these mm, collections of screenshots from DMs and stuff about guys, or Facebook Facebook comments of guys saying stuff. It's like, oh, you just want to date dickheads. Oh, and yeah. then like, yeah. the girl Cringe. firing <laughs> yeah. back. Just being like, I already have a boyfriend, you showed up my house with this shit, and I asked you to leave, and you start calling me a whore, and then my boyfriend beat the shit out of you because you're weird and creepy. Or
2: or like just guys who, you know, it's all of those those cringe posts they have on Imgur and Reddit where, you know, it's people who say whatever thing, post things under girls' pictures, and they're like, you know, I don't know you like that, stop doing this, this is, you know, it's basically like not having any social skills, and then also being nefarious Mm -hmm. and creepy and it's just like I don't know. Well and part of it has to do with the
0: bigger pyramid of rape culture and the way that we like socialize men in a lot of ways and I saw this great thing the other day because the recent shooting in Santa Fe um, the the guy was rejected by this girl a bunch of times and he went into her English class, shot her and shot a bunch of other people and there's this girl who was like my cousin is like wants to go out with this girl and she asked him out and he said no and And she said no, and I said, you know what to do now, right? And he was like, I know, I know, keep trying. And she was like, no, the girl said no. She doesn't want to go out with you. You leave her the fuck alone. She's like, why is every male in my family telling him to keep trying harder? It's like, that's how we socialize. Or being catcalled and being followed around the street. That's how
1: it it used to be. My my grandfather, when he met my grandmother, mind you, this is an isolated incident, right? They had a great marriage until Mm -hmm. she died. When they first met, he asked her out. He was in the Navy. She worked in a jewelry store. And she said, no, get away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. And then he kept asking her. Eventually, they had like a 50-year marriage. And that's like an isolated incident. But that's the way things used to be. And I
2: also want, like, from my perspective, I think the concept of rape culture is an unfair oversimplification of what is there's not one, any, any one predominant culture. And I would agree that catcalling is not a good thing to do Ooh. and makes people uncomfortable. So obviously you shouldn't do it. And I don't think that most men are encouraged to act in a way that uh, makes women uncomfortable. I think that there are, you know, as you mature, s- things that are okay change. So when you're 18, you might have some pretty dumb ideas because you're hanging out with a bunch of other 18 yeah. year old boys. And the things you think are acceptable are probably not to a 21-year-old guy or a 30-year-old guy or a 40-year-old guy. And I don't think other people are saying it's okay except for your other 18-year-old friends. So you go to the club and you say wild shit to girls. Or, like, you go to the strip club and you do wild shit and then you get kicked out by bouncers who are like, grow the fuck up. Or whatever. But I... I don't think that like we have an overall pervasive culture in the same way that in they live and I'm going to bring it back to Carpenter, you know, he puts on the sunglasses and it says obey and consume and all this stuff. I don't think that there's hidden messages under everything saying rape. I think it's just that, you know, there are, I don't know, there are like issues with guys at certain ages. And I think that there are just issues with some people and men are like generally more violent. So all of those things, don't make a culture though in and of themselves. No, I
0: I disagree with you only because I'm not saying the entire culture is permeated with ideas of rape. Um, I'm saying it is its own thing that exists for certain men who choose to believe in it. And the bottom tier of it is catcalling, asking a woman out repeatedly. And the second thing is like normalization of violence and then it all leads up to
2: rape so it's so not like sure i get that but i i think that at least i feel like the way it, the the term rape culture is bandied about as is is as if it's an ever pervasive thing that all of the united states or mm. all of the western world falls under and i don't think that that's fair or true i don't think i think that's, that's, that's like the presented. majority of men that i know don't do anything that would fall under quote-unquote rape culture. And I also think that you know, the facts are everything in every given case. And catcalling probably you could say unanimously, not an appropriate thing to do. But uh, you know, there are other things like the example with your grandfather and your grandmother where, like, I don't know, like you kind of have to look at the the totality of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And and it's also like sometimes things work out in life, even when they're not started the right way, can have a good result. Absolutely.
0: I think overall... Like it, it make if a girl says no to you, you should stop asking. But of course, there's isolated incidents and everything, and it can it can be different. Um, but I think to your point that like most of the guys you associate with wouldn't, which is awesome. But I I'm also called back to that video where the woman's asking women. Have you? do you know anyone that's been sexually assaulted? And they're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go and ask the men, do you know anyone who's ever sexually assaulted? And they're all like, no, 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 no. So I think it's like, it's obviously like ingrained and underneath and we don't really know who everybody
2: is. That's true. And But I also think that, that the point, going to that point, it, it's, to me, it's like an inability if you want to talk specifically about the united states where we like we don't have an ability to talk about sex in a frank and honest way and as a result like sexual assault are you kidding me i mean we're still a country where in schools nationwide we're teaching celibacy is the only way Mm -hmm. to prevent stds and all sorts of stuff i mean we're so fucked up about sex i don't disagree like i think that's heinous and i i also think it's like men just don't want to admit certain things you know we could talk about not to get although it's I mean it's all related masculinity and the culture Mm -hmm. of masculinity and toxic masculinity you know that inability to admit it's like I read a lot of articles for whatever reason it was must have been related to a law school course about sexual assault in the military Mm -hmm. and how it happens across the board Mm -hmm. but of course it's wildly underreported by men because nobody wants to admit that they've ever been sexually Mm -hmm. assaulted and in that way I would say like you know, you want to identify a rape culture. The military probably has like quite literally a yeah. rape culture as yeah. part of it, and that's horrifying and terrible, and and something that it's you know is awful. Like, I don't get it twisted. But I don't know. I guess it's it's all of this. I just want to say that all of this stuff is more complicated. Incels are less complicated. They are, the and they're of, funny. Yeah, it's like obviously so Yeah, this and is horrible. like delusional and terrible. Yeah. but this overall. Discussion of culture and what's appropriate and what's not is way more nuanced than we could cover in a hundred episodes of this podcast. Yeah, for my I just like want to say that because I don't want you know, I just I think it's at least I just want to air that opinion. So. I
0: appreciate that. That was that was good. It was a good back and forth. I'm still here, guys. You're doing great. Man. I'm doing really good. So, um the Manosphere constituents, and this is not just insults, Incel oh, I like the
2: constituents, Thank I you.
0: love that. They believe that women should not be superior or even equal to men; <laughs> that that they may be subhuman. Incels specifically believe that all women are vapid and only care about looks, and that was something we just like went over in that yeah. specific thread. So therein lies the irony of the incel community, right? Um, the Reddit thread has countless posts objectifying and vilifying women, yet these are the same men writing posts. Um, that desperately want to have sex with the women they hate. And uh, because they barely view women as more than sexual objects um, and more often ag- antagonists to their goal of sex...
1: It's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's what, what they talk is. about.
0: It, they they propel feedback themselves. Since it's yeah. a feedback
1: loop. There's There's someone who I'm not going to mention any names but oh my God. They, they, they do things
2: I forgot. like
1: this and talking about hating women and all this oh. other stuff and then ask why they, they don't get laid or I mean, have yeah. relationships. Horrible
2: piece of shit. And,
1: yeah, um, but I did have a question because we, sure. we, we went over like... I forgot that we actually know one of these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's a real life person. Luckily, himself. he doesn't go on these message boards.
2: Jesus, so because he'd
1: probably have shot somebody by now. Yeah. Most likely. Um we covered neckbeards, we talked a little bit about incels, but you would mentioned pickup artists, and I yeah. wanted you to go over that a little bit more for so the listeners. So, again,
0: I've known about the pickup artists in various um, parodies within media, um, you know, but it's essentially um, a series or a, a teacher who teaches guys how to get laid by doing certain things. It's all about the end goal is we do not want relationships, we want to fuck. Um, I I think one of the tenants is Tucker Max, yeah, who is the worst. Hilarious, though. (laughs) The worst, though. Um, But one of the um, things that... Hilarious,
1: like incels are hilarious. um, It's terrifying, but
0: it's funny. One of the things they do is, like, they advocate peacocking, Mm -hmm. like going to the club and wearing a a hat that will make them interesting or wearing a weird outfit, and I know that's one of them, so it's... But they're, you know, they're... They're insult, incels who are, like, actively trying to get laid in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and they don't view women as more than anything but sexual conquests.
1: So, and there, there's... It's it's an actual thing, though. It's an actual institution, though, right? Because there's... And it goes way, books, way past. Books, and yeah. you pay people for classes. I'm trying to figure out the name... There's a video game. I'm not even kidding. What, like Leisure Suit Larry kind no. of thing? No! It's an actual... Pickup artist instruction manual essentially, and I believe the creator ended up doing an AMA on Reddit and got torn the fuck apart <laughs> and got really butt hurt. And no joke, it's 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 a um, FMA game oh, yeah. or no FMV game, full yeah. motion video. So you're set in situations and it's like meeting a girl <clears throat> on the street, and you're given options on what to choose. It's like a text adventure. But it's all acted out, and then there is a... there. There's in-betweens where, like, if you get the thing wrong, he talks to you alone. But if you get the thing right, he's sitting on a bed with 2 scandally scantily-clad women <laughs> who just look bored out of their fucking mind. <laughs> and it is... Oh, I gotta find the name of the fucking game. Okay, so I, I watched this game with my wife, uh, on Kitty Cat Gaming, uh... Susie Berthow, She's married to Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps, and I like her stuff. She gets way less patronage because she doesn't show herself in the videos, even though she's very pretty. And usually, gamer girls on YouTube don't get that many views it's unless amazing. they're showing tits.
2: You know what? You know what's unfortunate. Me up? You know what cracks me up is like there's this whole Pornhub is a wild. You want to you want to look at like the way humanity is developing. You should really just watch what's trending on Pornhub. Because it shows us that our like, you know, most base desires. Mm -hmm. And like the big thing you see a ton of now is, uh, you know, girl on Twitch forgets to turn off camera and bangs boyfriend. Like there are a ton of these videos and it's, it's not even hard to stage it so that it would look real. And those things have really happened and they, they, those girls have gotten banned. But They have like pick up their own webcam thing and they make a lot more money and it's all great. But like, it just cracks me up because... There's so many of them now, and so, I don't want to watch a poorly shot amateur video where a girl pretends to get fucked while she's got her headset on. Or like, like, just here's here's the thing, right? I was, I
1: was, perhaps perusing Pornhub today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I stumbled upon a video of a gamer girl gets fucked or some shit, and I was like, this seems interesting. She's holding a PS4 controller. I'm a big component for the PlayStation. Yeah. So I click on it. And the way she's holding the controller, first of all, she's pretending to play a video game, not pressing a single shoulder button. With If anyone's <laughs> ever played video games, you always press shoulder yeah, buttons, no matter what game button. you're playing. And she's not moving the sticks or anything, and she just has headphones on that are connected to, which I don't even know if they work with the controller, to her controller. that It's on. They got that part right. And there's just a dick just going in her mouth. And I'm like, this isn't... I, I couldn't I've, Where's I've watched, the realism? <laughs> I've watched real
2: amateur videos where guys play Overwatch and girls blow them, or vice versa. Not, well, like, you know, fillet them or c- lingus them. I I mean. guess Yeah, I mean, I know that that's what it's Eat called. Eat them out. Yeah, there you go. That's the way, that's clu- cluelism I'm looking for. Uh, and that's okay, but then I don't really want to watch somebody play Overwatch, because in the first place, <laughs> even if there's sex involved... So, big I want to see someone finish first. Why can't I just and... enjoy these things separately? I mean, I get the whole George Costanza trying to mix food and sex together. It seems like a great idea. But, you know, sometimes things are just better left separate. Listen, I, my it, brain likes to compartmentalize. It would be
1: impressive to watch a man beat the hardest boss in, let's say, Dark Souls. Dark Souls while DPing his girlfriend. Well, that because that not takes conference. Conference, concentration, so it's one side, it's impressive. It's both, both sides of the brain. Yeah, and boners.
2: Yeah. True, yeah. true. But I, I think I could get ahead and play Dark Souls. I think I could manage that. You but know what, we'll set,
1: we'll, we'll set this up and see if, uh, we'll, we'll report back to you on the next episode. Alright, um, I feel like I'm going to play
0: a role in that somehow.
1: No, you got work tonight. You're the dark we'll Souls take care cross. of it.
0: Okay, okay. So, more about (laughs) incel ideology, right? Incels believe that they are irredeemably ugly, and that's why they cannot have sexual or romantic relationships. Accurate. They believe that no amount of self-improvement, mentally or physically, will improve their prospects. Accurate. This is because incels think women only care about a man's appearance. Accurate. They portray women as shallow, brainless beings who would never look beyond appearances. More than that, though... Have they met my mom? She's a wonderful lady. Yeah. More than that, though, they often... Describe women as subhuman. Like, I've seen so many threads that are like, women are incapable of empathy. Women are incapable of thought. This is a, an emotion that only... And I find it so hilarious because, like, I'm a fucking woman. Like, you guys are men, and you're sitting here being like, women cannot feel this, only men can feel this. We feel it. So, it's like, not to be a, a dick, but I know a lot of men who, when they get the sniffles, like, fall apart. It's called and the like, man flu? Yeah, and, like... It's just like...
2: feels like a men's rights term, and I don't care for you to... And either. there's also,
0: I think Gloria, Gloria Steinem wrote on how if men got their periods, it would be like a sign of like masculinity, masculinity and fertility vertali- v- and...
1: To add to your point, the me. reason that male birth control never got off, because it is a thing, and they proved that it kind of, at least yeah. somewhat worked in their testings, is because... Uh, they got a really emotional mm-hmm. mood swings. They mm-hmm. had tender tender parts, essentially experiencing their period. Yeah, and they couldn't handle it. And they it. couldn't
0: fucking yeah. handle it. And it hurt too bad. So, I mean, I get period cramps so bad that I fucking throw up. Um, and I just think it's so funny that there are a bunch of men
2: sitting around saying what women can and can't feel. Um, it's almost like there's people in Congress who tell us, what well, women should not shouldn't do with their bodies. Exactly. It's like some kind of just larger misogyny <laughs> that permeates this otherwise garbage culture.
0: So, incels think feminism and women's sexual liberation is a net negative because women are not choosing to have sex with them. <laughs> Ideally, incels would be able to have access to women's body whenever without any backlash or input from women. It's called a real it's, doll. And it's also called rape. Um
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's what that is.
0: Women do not have any worth unless they are sexually available to men. Um, incels refuse to see women as people with their own desires, and that perhaps their virginity stems from their mistreatment of women and their not their perceived physical unattractiveness. And the largest contradiction of inceldom is how they shame women for having lots of sex, but also expect women to have lots of sex with them. Yeah. In fact, incels have a unique vocabulary with which they demean sexual activities and more. Like you were saying, the Madonna whore complex. And I've seen this so much just in my life as a woman, which is like, we want you to be pure, but we also want you to be a slut. But like, you know, lady in the streets, freak in the sheets. Like, it's like, you can't have it both fucking wings.
1: I was can't watching you? this beautiful video... Just because of its absurdity of um, this woman who is like pretty much like being a slut rules. And I was like, You go, girl. And she's talking to this reverend, right? And he's like, Oh, well, women, women don't want, women don't, shouldn't be going out and banging a bunch of dudes. Dudes don't want, you know, their wives to be sluts. And she's like, Well, so you can go out and bang a bunch of women, but if a woman bangs a bunch of dudes, that makes her unwanted. He's like, well, and she's like, so, what do you call those? What do you call those men who go out and have sex with all those women? He goes, slut makers. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, listen, I don't agree with you, but fuck, dude, that was a crazy burn. <laughs> there, there's. I saw this great thing on the shade room the
0: other day where this guy was like, I don't. I. He's like, everyone makes fun of me for like fucking with girls with higher body counts, but girls who have, like, under three, like, ride the dick like an elliptical or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, feel that. So let's get into some incel vocabulary, shall we? Are you, re- are you ready for this, guys? I'm gonna take notes. So you know the Chads and the Stacies. Incels describe themselves as directly opposing men that they call Chads. Um, so, Chads are the Hottie hot Hops. hmm. Yeah. Also, they also call them that. Sometimes. So, Dick Fetti. Jonathan Stamos of. So. Yeah. Um, black Chads are Tyrone's. Um, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, Their word for attractive men who have sex with lots of women. The female counterpart of a Chad is a Stacy, and mm. she is viewed as unattainable. Um. Incels talk about Why Chad Stacey? in a reverent way while talking about Stacy's in a hateful way, but they also hate Chad. They but hate, they also
2: secretly want to bone they want,
0: Chad. They want to bone Chad. They want to be Chad. They hate Chad. They want to bone Stacy. They want to be Stacy. They want to hate Stacy. So they strive to be Chad. I but, feel like
1: I'm calling a logic loop.
0: Yeah, that's it. The whole thing's a brain fuck. Uh But demean the Stacy's Chad is having sex with. Um, other pejorative terms incels have are roasties and femoid. So, Roasty is particularly vocal, uh, vulgar. Um, You'll notice that there are a lot of pictures of roast beef sandwiches on incel boards. That's because they believe that a woman's... They love a delicious sandwich from ours. No, that's not it. They believe that a (laughs) woman's genitals change shape after having sex. That's what? Which is ridiculous because, like, every vagina looks different. Rego- like, it, it has look
1: like
2: roast beef. Have yeah, you ever it seen it a
1: vagina? It has nothing to do. Just okay, a bunch so, of wavy Also, meat. to be so, fair, if you got more of those lips coming out, it actually grips the dick better. And does you. it, though? Yes, it does. Really? Also, girls with thigh gaps tend to have looser vaginas because their vagina is actually set back. Huh. So, don't believe beauty standards set to you by Hollywood. Well, You're a beautiful it, aesthetics flower.
2: and uh, enjoyment at, Never mind. Let's not get into
1: it. Yeah. I actually... So, there was an article I read uh, with a guy who posted these pictures of fit, like these like, this cut up fish, and the hole got bigger and bigger and bigger, and was like, this is going to happen to your pussy, and this woman went off on him and be like, what about childbirth? Yeah, the, the vagina's meant to stretch, and it goes back down. Just make some Kegels. I'm worried about you. Like, do you not know anything about human <laughs> anatomy? Well, and
0: that's it. They believe that promiscuous women's genitals change because of all the sex. That Has that anybody happened. ever seen like Goatsy? A werewolf.
2: Goatsy. What's Goatsy? Goatsy's the guy. You know, the old, the old Goatsy. He gapes. Yeah. He, no, you like, like extreme. It's the most classic. Yes. Gape picture of all time. He's got his wedding ring on. His asshole could fit a fucking two liter of coke. Wow. Goatzee's a fucking hero. he Elliot Hans. Rogers. Yeah, no, well, he's he's the gaping equivalent of Mr. Hans. He's I fucking love Goatzi and what everything he stands for. <laughs> no, truly. And it's like, I read an interview with him, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, it's my asshole. Guess what? It, like, shrinks, and then it opens. Like, when you poop. And I'm like, these fucking people. Like, you know, it's just like... It was your no, phone lock screen for
1: like a good year.
2: It w- it blew up in court though because the judge like I got a text message and my phone was face up, and then the judge saw it and no, it was that like, didn't happen. Oh god! <laughs> don't. Okay, I'm so an idiot. femoid is short
0: for female well. humanoid. I am a female (laughs) humanoid used in the place of the I am a female pleasure bot Um, (laughs) used in the place of the word woman to denote that incels view women is not entirely human but instead robot like androids who only crave sex with chads so here's some other popular terms black bill listen
1: to be fair everybody wants to fuck a chad yeah. 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 fucker fuck a Chad. I'd fuck Chad. You ever Chad. been on Lady Boners so that, on Reddit? That guy, Shit. that guy
2: in the episode of Peep Show we watched, he was a Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson. So, um... The Able... that guy who plays Aquaman? Oh, the dude from uh the Dothraki? Uh, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Carl Drogo. What's his actual oh, name, though? Oh, Carl. Bro. Not Carl Drogo. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Whatever. Like he doesn't work in role. an he office. A, he runs I, a...
0: a nomadic horde. It's like Charlie Hunnam
2: from, um, oh Sons of Anarchy. Don't well, even get me fucking like started. Those, dude. If we're gonna Holy talk about shit. hyper-masculine guys, let's talk about uh... the guy who plays Mad Max, Tom Hardy. What oh, I thought you were gonna say Kurt Russell. No, oh, Kurt, yeah, Russell. Kurt Russell's alright, but dude, Tom Hardy and, and Bronson, Tom Hardy and Mad Max, but especially Bronson when he's like you know, yeah, Whatever. well, he's
1: going to be in that new Venom movie, and I don't even want to talk about that. Okay.
2: It doesn't look that bad. Yes,
1: it does. Okay, but I also, yeah, it doesn't. AWALT. Can you guess what that
0: stands for? No. A-W-A-L-T.
1: Walt. hmm
0: I don't care enough. All women are like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's used a lot. I'm, I'm really bad with the Yeah. Or, uh, 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 what are they called? Um, acronyms. Thank you. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of doing great. reading brain cells and in a separate tab having the Manosphere glossary. And um, a lot of it isn't in there. A lot of what they say are like, I was trying to look it up and it wasn't in the glossary. So they're like always...
1: Were you able to decipher any of it? I was able to decipher a lot
0: of it. And it's meta on meta. Like it's taking different things and making them. So Alpha obviously is a dude who's Chad. Beta is, like, lower form. They're betas. But, like, even betas can get fucked. Um, yeah. Betas aren't incels. Beta so, for life! Yeah. Alpha fucks beta bucks. This means that Stacy's fuck alphas um, until eventually they need, like, security. security. Money. So then they fuck betas for their money, but what? then eventually divorce them and take all their Aren't money. they
1: also called cucks?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of cuck. Um, lingo on here too. Blackpill we went that over. That lyric
1: should be on the first Mechadodecahedron album. What, cucks. Alpha Fucks beta, beta Bucks. Beta Bucks. Gamma Cucks.
0: Yeah. So it's F U X B U X. Alpha Fucks Beta Bucks.
1: Um they should just write a rap
0: album. Yeah. Black Pill we went over. I would not listen to it. F A Forever Alone.
1: Oh, I thought I thought it was female anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Never so, mind, I so don't know cell anything
0: about that. Is used Interchangeably, a height cell, Duracell. A Duracell is someone who is like info for life. That's kind of um, cute, though. Uh, oh, look at you, little Duracell Curry cells. Um, I think we can figure out the yeah, least one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was not on none of this. Is se- there a, is there <laughs> a specific word for Jewish incel? Um, They talk a lot of shit on Jews all the time, and there are shocker.
1: There <laughs> are
0: <laughs> Jewish
1: incels there's gotta be but like I often see like we'll, we'll coin the term shmia cells <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I just want a good schmear but she won't let me get the schmear schmitz and cell so because cream cheese kind of looks
2: like jizz oh, God. and
0: Was
2: that it? makes them the bagel oh, oh. yeah okay I don't know I'm not in love with that I would go with but Zion cell doesn't really roll off no. the tongue I would look, cell kike cell is oh. that too mm. that's too much
1: you, you get one. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> well, I anyway, mean, we should move on. So,
0: this is all stuff um, that I picked up on my own. Um, high IQ post versus low IQ post. They say that a lot. Yeah, they do. This is a high IQ post. No, this is a low IQ post that basically talking about who's smart and who's not. Manlet, uh, which is uh, they, a lot of guys who are under. You know, five, eight refer to themselves as manlets. What does that mean? Um, a manlet is like a, a tiny version of a man. But he looks like a pig. Yeah. So.
1: So you're calling me a tiny pig man? I'm
0: not saying anything. You said you're more you of a manlet.
1: You
2: r- literally introduced him as a manlet. <laughs> you're Stacey. not a manlet. You're not a manlet. Fucking. Stacey. You're a child. Capable of empathy. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Oh, I don't understand that. So. Go
0: okay. going ER. Go E.R. Can you guess?
1: No. Going extremely... Rad. Rad. <laughs> Go Elliot Roger. Um, oh, no. They say that a lot. That's not
2: good. Nope. That's, that's the opposite of what Ugh. you should they do. They talk about
0: the rope a lot, which yeah. is hanging yourself. Warm. Why don't they
2: get that over with? Often,
0: often they sign, they have these, on incels.me, they have these, like, sign-offs underneath everything they post, and a lot of them say, like, um, I'm coping because I can't rope or, like, cope or rope, like, um, either kill yourself or, like, learn to deal with yourself. They love
2: rhymes, man. Well, who doesn't? I'm glad used to do a lot of acid. Everything was a rhyme. So You do rhyme a lot.
0: Let's talk about what makes incels dangerous. Okay, there's several different types of incels, which I've found throughout my research, And while you can categorize most as horrible, like any culture, there are variations on this theme. Um, Extra
2: terrible. This is... (laughs) E.T.
0: Some some blame their genetics and sit in a place of self-loathing that doesn't directly blame women or sexually active men for their downfall. So there are incels that are not, like, espousing hate all the time, but are like, my genetics are horrible, my parents should have never had me. Um, They're the least scary, but the, the saddest overall. Um... Well, yeah, if something's scary, it's generally not sad. Yeah, and that's why I feel bad for those ones, Um, and the other ones I just sort of laugh at, but those guys, I'm like, mm. So the young men that engage with it, um, and from the outside, the subculture, who became the targets of incel rage... Uh it says that basically they take the bitterness and sadness they sometimes feel when faced with sexual and romantic frustrations and turn this misery into a way of life, a mode of being. There is no alternative.
2: Um It's like if you started listening to Nine Snails and then never developed past that and exactly that everything had to be just like those songs. Yeah. And it's not to say that he's like an incel or was ever a spouse in that, but that same idea. When I was fourteen, it was like it's, this is how
0: It's kids. Is. It's it's adult men who are acting like teenagers and have no sense of um, self accountability or, or or so. Instead of encouraging them to move on from their disappointments, like any good supportive community would do, the incel subculture encourages young men to stew in their own bitterness. Instead of encouraging them to learn from their mistake, the incel subculture encourages young men to blame Chad and Stacy, but especially Stacy, for their lack of love and sex. And instead of encouraging those who need professional help to get it, incel culture
1: tells young men that their problems are unfixable. Well, it's not Chad's fault that he's got perfect abs and a tight little butt and that fat, fat... Yeah. Eight inches or butt. Well, I'm about to. Um, incels direct
0: so much hatred at the outside world, and at women in particular, that it's easy to lose sight of the many ways incel culture promotes a deep and hopeless form of self-hatred. So really, really, it's just about how much you hate yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a self-fulfilling proper prophecy. It's it's essentially that, you know, they hate women, and the more they spout about how they hate women... it women aren't gonna like you
0: yeah well and and this is exactly it incels hate women but they hate themselves nearly as much um and the incel subculture not only encourages both kinds of hatreds like on that one thing on a one thread i was on where he was like um nothing gets good after high school like or i'm five two or something like that someone was like oh just kill yourself He was like you kill yourself like that's or go er um, so they are encouraging people to kill themselves. Except they called it going Omega.
2: Go E-R, go Elliot Roger. We talked about that. Right? I know, but I... but, Or go E-R. But that sounds like he's saying, like, or go Omega, because Elliot Rogers went Omega. I d- I've never heard of Omega. Really? I haven't heard of Omega. No,
0: I don't know what Omega is.
2: Oh, I guess that must be the new way they say it, then. Because me- going Omega is, like, instead of being Alpha or Beta or whatever, you go Omega when you take matters into your own hands. That's what the guy who omega, was omega. said. Omega. Omega. And
0: Omega is a male who has no prospects whatsoever of getting laid. Omega's are below alpha's, beta's, and every other wrong in the imaginary sexual hierarchy. Right. So when you go Omega is when you, like, go on your kill. Omega spree. rage is a purported state of mind reached by Omega's in which their lack of sexual prospects leads to violent sexual, suicidal, or homicidal.
2: So Maybe. going yeah. ER is to go omega.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Um. So... Um, can you tell us about Elliot Rogers? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, if you want me to skip some stuff, what do you want to, what is it? Well, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, so on the Toronto van attack earlier this year, um, and this is just a snippet from, um, a message board, which sort of illustrates the way they talk, um, lonely is the world, uh, commented, I blame society for treating low-status men like garbage. There will always be more rampages because of the way society treats us. I'm surprised this sort of thing doesn't happen more often. Eventually people will snap and kill themselves or others. And then someone replied to him said, correct. The blood is on the hands of the feminists and women who created this culture. The man is nothing but a product of his environment. So, taking no responsibility.
2: I have zero agency in my actions. I am just an Omega bot. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, so. Ha. <laughs> Omega bots roll out. <laughs> That's dark. A, yeah. Dark cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So I'll. And
1: it's roll out because he killed the I like the it because it's
2: like in, oh. Yeah. I feel like if Newgrounds was still a viable way to express yourself, that would have been a hilarious. Newgrounds. Yeah. It isn't game. just a bunch of saltiness now. Yeah.
0: So, high profile incel <laughs> killings. You want to get into it? There are four major ones that have happened yes, please. since yes. 2014. Yeah. And we're going to start with, with the, the supreme America. gentleman, <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Roger. So, May 23rd, 2014, Island Vista, California, 22 year old Elliot Roger killed six people and injured 14 others near the campus of the University of California Santa Barbara before killing himself. He left a lengthy manifesto and YouTube video detailing his hatred for women and his involuntary celibacy. So, this is getting really in-depth and I don't do this with all of them. What was the year? 2014. So yeah, I was sober. I remember this. Mm -hmm. The attack began when Roger stabbed three men to death in his apartment. Afterwards, he drove to a sorority house and shot three female students outside, killing two. Roger drove past a nearby deli and shot to death a male who was inside. He began to speed through Island Vista... Sorry, I went down too far. Um, shooting and wounding several pedestrians and striking several others with his car. He exchanged gunfire with police during the attack. Received a non-fatal gunshot to the hip. And then it ended when his car crashed into a parked vehicle and came to a stop. And they found him ducking in his car from the self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, so he uploaded a video to YouTube called Elliot Rogers Retribution. Um, which i've watched, I know Ben's watched he yes. hasn't watched um it's gross it's gross it 's terrifying quite it's like really scary in which he outlines the details of his upcoming attack and he, and his motives. He explained that he wanted to punish women for rejecting him and that he envied and wanted to punish sexually active men um, after uploading the video, he emailed a lengthy autobiography manuscript to some of his acquaintances, his therapist, and several family. Members titled "My Twisted World: colon, The Story of Elliot Roger." Um, so he was a really sick guy. I watched an interview with his dad and Barbara Walters after I watched his retribution video, and his dad, who was British, was like, "We we thought maybe he would hurt himself. We never thought he'd hurt other people."
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's I don't know, it's a huge issue that we're having in America right now with, like, oh, mental illness and gun violence and what to do about those things, but, like, I think he was just a bad person. Yeah. I mean, and he thing is, he, they pulled them down on YouTube. I haven't been able to find the rest of them. You can find his last video on um, on YouTube still, but it's a little bit harder to find the rest of his diary catalog. It wasn't, it's it was pretty easy for me to find the stuff by, uh, the, I'm blanking here. Bjork Stalker. Bjork Stalker, thank you. I don't he know was why can He incel. Sort of. Well, he, he didn't he,
2: self-identify as right,
1: one. It, but he was an incel. Right, but, yeah, no, he was. He just blamed one particular woman, and I think it, 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 it was, anyway, that's, that, never mind. But, um, it's, it's, you can really see... Because it, there's no pain behind his eyes in the last video. It's no. just rage. I've seen screenshots from
0: his other videos on these message boards because, like I said, a lot of people post GIFs of him and shit. Um, but, yeah, that's opening a whole nother can of worms to talk about gun, gun violence in this country and how it's most... Mass gun violence is most often perpetuated by young white males. Um, I don't even want to get into that right now because that's so much talking. So let's get on to the second one. October 1st, 2015, Roseburg, Oregon. 26-year-old Chris Harper Mercer shot and killed nine people and injured eight other at the Umpqua Community College? U-M-P-Q-U-A? Umpqua? Okay. Don't know. Before killing himself, he left a manifesto as well, outlining his interest in other mass murders, including the Isla Vista killings, anger at not having a girlfriend, and, um, you know, hate of the world. Uh, bef- Did either of these use the terminology of incel at this point? Can um, describe themselves? I know Elliot Rogers definitely used it. For sure. Okay. Um, I don't know that... I think all these guys used incel... Vocabulary, or else they wouldn't be on this list. I know for sure the Toronto van killer did. Yeah. um, But I think these guys did as well. Um, Yeah, okay, so several hours before the shooting, someone suspected um, to be Harper Mercy, which is his last name, posted a threat to the Pacific Northwest College to an involuntary celibate 4chan board. So um, he basically said he was posting on those message boards. Um, December 7th. 2017, Aztec, New Mexico, 21-year-old William Atchison shot two people at his former school, Aztec High School, before shooting himself. He used the pseudonym Elliot Roger on several online forums and praised the Supreme Gentleman. Um, Atchison, so this is the crazy part, he was investigated by the FBI in March 2016 because he made a post called Where to Find Cheap Assault Rifles for a Mass Shooting. Um...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that raised some So if you ever flags. really
0: missed a cue, and they went and they investigated him, and he was like, oh, I'm just trolling, and then he found a gun and shot a bunch of people up, so probably, I, I, but it's like, fuck can't imagine
2: it's that hard to get a gun in New Mexico. No,
0: it isn't, and they were both legally purchased guns, um, but it's like minority report shit, like, you can't arrest someone
2: for for a crime they haven't committed. You uh, can arrest somebody. Well, you can, but... You can. It has they to did. be like an ongoing conspiracy. <laughs> exactly.
1: I.e., the cannibal cop... Yeah.
2: ...who well, talked about they're not, I'm life. not even talking about that. I mean, normally, it's like it's a lot easier to arrest people before they pull a big crime if there's multiple people involved. Because well, then you can show that multiple people are taking steps well, to make this crime happen. Well,
1: that's the thing. After that, they started using that website that he was on, darkfetishnet.com, to pretty much... Catch people who were actually truly conspiring and going to meetups to get ready to further ends of conspiracy. Yeah. Exactly. It's a great episode of the IT crowd where um,
0: they go over to a guy's house who want to eat him and he's like talking about how he's going to eat them and they're like let's just go back and use this TV so we can watch this DVD. We'll tell him he can eat us but we'll watch the movie first and then say we change their minds. It's super great. You guys, everybody should watch the IT crowd. I don't disagree with that. Um, April 23rd, 2018. Most recent, I'm sure we've all heard about it, Toronto, Ontario. A van driver, uh, 25-year-old Alec Missani Killed 10 people, injured 14 others, arrested soon after the attack. Shortly before the attack, he had posted on Facebook that the incel rebellion has already begun. It applauded Elliot Roger, um, et cetera. So, I pulled some snippets from me, brain cells, um, on 4chan the thread is called R9K. Uh, um, the first thing I wrote was advertising on all these sites are for meeting girls, FYI. Um, so here's a post categorized by the title Rage Fuel from the user Cam the Angel, who we uh, talked about earlier. If personality matters so much, why do women willingly stay in abusive relationships? I hear it over and over again. You need to change your personality. If they value personality above all else, then why do women willingly stay in abusive relationships? Let me tell you, because they are shallow, and what they really
2: value is attractiveness. So a few responses it Sounds to the, like he's got a real understanding of the cycle of abuse. <laughs> he sure does, Dick <laughs> Fetty. This guy's a regular fucking Freud.
0: Some of the responses include, they low-key like it, and attractiveness is not the reason why I think. I see plenty of below-average males being abusive to girls in their relationships. The shit just downright sets me off. They'd rather endure abuse even from a below-average guy than a good relationship with us. We are true trash. With us. (laughs) Another reply was, Normies and SJWs, social justice warriors, would reply she's being manipulated, but here's examples of women being attracted to dangerous idiots. It's in their biology to choose the dominant protector, even if he's evil. So, and then he went on to describe um, women who date. There's like a Rihanna, word for women. Who,
2: Brown yeah,
0: but yeah, it's like psychological it's like abuse shit. Um, There's some, a
1: word for it, but you don't want to say it, do
0: you? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. I can't remember it. Uh-huh. Some threads advocate for Jordan Peterson, um, lecturer and former professor of psychology at the University of Toronto as well as higher uh, Harvard. He was, um, I don't know if he was fired, but he, I think he stepped down from after from Toronto after. Yeah via vehemently opposing using preferred pronouns for students
1: he says he quits i read this whole thing about him so i'll read a snippet from
0: the new york times article and then let you guys give your opinions but um so this is his this is what he says about the toronto killer this is a snippet from the new york times article he was angry at god because women were rejecting him mr Peterson says of the toronto killer the cure for that is enforced monogamy that's actually why monogamy emerges Mr. Peterson does not pause when he says this. Enforced monogamy is, to him, the only rational solution. Otherwise, women will go for the most high-status men, he explains. And that couldn't make either gender happy in the end. Half the men fail, he says, meaning they don't procreate, And no one cares about the men who fail. I laugh because it is absurd. You're laughing at them, he says, giving me a disappointed look. That's because you're female. So, what do you guys think about
1: enforced monogamy? No. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. And I mean, so you, you mentioned uh, before the episode how you think he's. Uh, how'd you put it? A. Uh,
2: snake, oil sales snake oil salesman. Snake oil salesman.
1: So I happen to be in sales, and.
2: I don't sell oil,
1: I sell I, tile. <laughs> I, I, sell, I sell tile and the dream bathroom. <laughs> but. You use a lot of the same verbiage over and over again. And when you're being taught sales and sales tactics, you use words that make you sound smart, for lack of a better term, that you dumb down a bit to get on an even keel with your prospect. And I watched a video with him because after you sent me the article, I did some, a little bit extra reading on him. And then found his YouTube channel, which bunch of it's about religion, and I was like, nah, not into it. But then I found... Like pro-religion? I just didn't want to watch it. And <laughs> looking at the guy's faces... You know, when I first read the article, he's described as... They pretty much describe him physically in a very terrible light. Which, at first, I was like, that seems kind of unfair. Yeah. like He's like, he's always looking gaunt and blah, 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 this oh, and blah, 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 I guess
2: we have different aesthetic tastes, because he sounded attractive to me.
1: Anyway, at first first I thought, I was like, that's a little bit unfair, but yes, he's a terrible person, but like, you know, whatever. Anyway, I started watching some of his videos, like little snippets, and I was like, wow, this guy is fucking ugly. But he did an interview with someone I I do not like on a cellular level, Ben Shapiro. Mm. Um, I've seen many of his videos that are just just. Ridiculousness, and it's just this rhetoric that's crazy, and all the videos that I've ever seen with Ben Shapiro, he's very self-assured, and he is he is completely right no matter what he's saying. And in this interview he did with Peterson, it was like a little boy meeting fucking Mickey Mouse. He was just so excited, and I never watched one of his full YouTube commentaries or anything Ben Shapiro's that is, and it's just so crazy because Peterson's using. The same verbiage over and over and over again, trying to like put out these ideas of how society should be this way and there should be a, mo- like, there should be this patriarchy installed and there should be, um, a, the way things should be run and yada yada. And then Ben Sherman will pause him for a second, turn the camera and advertise for a company that will put your 401k all into gold. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is the craziest fucking thing. And it got to a point where I just didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about anymore. They're talking about the enlightened movement and all this other shit. And my brain started to hurt and I was like, I gotta get out of here. That's why I got here a little bit before 7 o'clock. Because I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of my apartment. My wife's asleep. I'm watching this on a big screen TV. I was like, I need to get away from this. Obey.
2: Obey. But
1: it doesn't seem like he truly believes it. It seems like he
2: he is just trying to sell the point. Yeah. And, well, so the we wound up... the Part of the reason we're covering this is I, I wound up through a couple of link clicks... Last night, reading this New York Times interview article about him. What's the guy's name again? Jordan Peterson. I can't even fucking retain it because I just despise him so much. But it's like the revulsion was immediate, but uh, as I went along, it just, like, pissed me off more and more and more. And I liked the way it was written and, and, you know... I think that people on the alt-right would say that the New York Times is essentially just a Jewish, you know, it's like an extension of Zog and whatever, so reading it already... They don't have any proof of us doing that.
1: (laughs) I mean, they don't have any proof of that. Yeah. um,
2: (laughs) But, you know, so reading it is, of course, you know, you're already reading trash, so what do you expect? Whatever, whatever. Um, But, to me, there was... surely, Surely it was written with a specific agenda of saying this guy's a piece of shit, but... You don't need to even agree with that um, if you're looking at the objective facts of what he says, what he espouses, you know, what's happening and whatever to come to that conclusion. Like, I don't need to read their slant to get there. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to have a rational brain as far as I'm concerned. And what pisses me off the most is that this is a guy, so he put out a book in January. It sold like a million and a half copies already. He's making $80,000 a what is it? A month? A, month on, a Patreon. month on Patreon? Plus his book sales and whatever else. He was a professor at Toronto, previously a professor at Harvard. So it's he's smart. He looks like the intellectual, you mm-hmm. know, and he basically has uh, given this intellectual, learned face to what is just misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fucking misogyny, mm-hmm. and and the fact that he's getting rich off of it you know, it doesn't shock me that our president could be put into place in part because of his wild misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like that was like part of why Trump got elected. Yeah. Um, but this guy's making such a killing on people who so desperately want somebody to tell them that they're right. And exactly. like, these things are bad and it's or like, or they're good that, you know, everybody else is saying is bad or whatever. And it, the biggest, I guess, to me for the kind of person mm-hmm. that I am is like the idea that I would ever pay anybody mm-hmm. to tell me what to believe. It's just like so boring. I, I, it's the same reason why I'm not really into organized religion, uh, to put it mildly. And it's just like,
1: bro. So one of my favorite things in this video that I watch, because there, there's a lot of people who, you know, be like, well, you're fucking racist and you're misogynist. Mm-hmm. So in this interview he did with Ben Shapiro, he brings up this, he brings up this, how he was stopped, him and his wife were stopped on the street by this gentleman who, who pulled his car up across the street and he got so excited and he ran over to him he's like, are you who I think you are? And he's like, oh, I'm Jordan Pearson, blah, blah, blah. And he went out of his way to mention that this man was Latino. Yeah. And yeah, like, he's like, like, not so racist now, essentially, is what he it's said. It's the whole, yeah. I have a it's just like,
2: I can't be racist. Oh, God. It's so but, but I think like what they talk about in the article briefly is his transformation from his early videos to where he is now, mm. and he's this self-assured like guru thing. Like He's living this dream, and he's playing this role, and he's doing it well, And but he's just a salesman. Yeah. I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, his message doesn't matter. He's going to say whatever is going to get him paid much in the same way. The idiot in chief is going to say mm-hmm. whatever placates the voters or whatever he feels that day when he gets on Twitter or whatever, and... It's just, I think I have a fundamental disagreement. So he talks about how chaos is feminine and order is masculine. And the reason why men are in charge is because they're better at being in charge than women, because I'm going to go out. It's
1: a competency argument. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to go out on a limited
2: guess that he's saying, you know, that men essentially like they're not as emotional or whatever. Mm. And all those types of classic gender role bullshit, whatever. And the whole thing presupposes from my perspective that any of this matters, or any of this is like meaningful. From at least my own personal perspective, as human beings, we crave order because we're blessed, cursed, whatever, with consciousness, and so we come into the world kicking and screaming and like desperately try to make a place for ourselves, and we have a brain that can't really Uh, rectify reality with like all the thinking that it does and so we look for things to give us order and meaning in our lives so that we can feel fulfilled and whatever and blah 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 and basically like admittedly a lot of the kind of shit that Russ Cole says in True Detective and all that type Mm -hmm. of stuff and I think that that is true from my perspective like People crave order so that they can feel comfortable with where they're at and know that they're in the right place and say this is how things are and everything's in its right place and whatever. And, like, that's all fucking bullshit. Like, we're just sentient meat sacks. Like, And, and all I could think when I read this article was of Dystopia's classic album, Human Equals Garbage. Like, to me, there is nothing that more clearly shows that human beings have, like, no fucking fundamental value than than reading about this kind of shit and this person being... Uh, talked about as if he is somehow important or intelligent or has anything meaningful to say that should direct my fucking life like he's just fucking human trash like the rest of us and people are just so willing to throw their money at somebody who makes them feel better about their fucking shitty miserable existence that they'll do it so that they can have that fucking peace or, or or whatever the fuck they call it uh what's the thing um contentment it's just like It's fucking absurd. Like it's, we're all, we're all equal trash. And the moment you go putting like labels on it and one of us is better than the other, like fuck you, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I think of it as the most humanist way to look at things because at the end of the day, we are all truly equal. And and this whole shit, this whole uh, uh, knee jerk and, 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 and retroactive, You know, we need to protect men and whatever. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, we've been on top for fucking ever, and we don't want to lose that power. And to call it anything else is such utter and ridiculous bullshit. I prefer to be on bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because I'm lazy. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it's truly... Like, that's the worst part about it. It's like, nobody's honest about any of this shit. No. Like, none of these people are fucking honest. They're barely able to be honest about the racism or the misogyny or anything else. They coax it in all this bullshit fucking language to feel better about the fact that, essentially, they want to have the power. They want to be in control. And they don't want to fucking lose it. Well, you said and the everybody's words. got them so fucking twisted up. Like, their lives are going to be subjugated and their dicks are right. going to be removed. Andrea Dworkin style from the 70s. That, like, we're all up in arms and we got... You know, there's so many pictures of his rallies where it's men and women and families together, and they're all standing tall for these traditional values. And it's like, fuck all those people. Like they just should just round them up and fucking gas them. But...
1: You you said the word guru, and <clears throat> it's it's true. He's very much Rain. Osho and the Rajneesh. Uh-huh. It it's just the polar opposite. It's it's they're still selling something. They're still out there to make money selling enlightenment. Yeah, and it's it's just disgusting. It it's just happens to be the opposite of what you know, Osho and the Rajneesh did as a fo- as, as far as like values cuz yeah. theirs
2: was all like you know, fuck it's all whatever you want. It's, it's all, like all the same shit bullshit. <laughs> And I, I understand that my point of view is specific to me. I'm not speaking for you guys. And I I said to Alexa before we started the episode, I had a pretty specific rant because I've just been steamed since I read this last. Yeah, time. really brooding on it, and it's just like ugh. I don't know. As a as a as a woman, um, you're a woman. I'm a woman.
0: I am. I am a femoid. <laughs> I am a female pleasure unit. Um, I. It doesn't piss me off as much, I guess, because like I. I've come up against this basically my whole life. Um, not that I, as a white woman, I'm, like, way better off than any other woman, but, like, I'm so used to misogynism, and it it took me, like, um, probably up until five years ago to realize, like, how complicit I had been in it and how I thought it was just, like, the normal way that, like, life is and mm. this is just how we're treated, and then I was like, oh, wait, this is really fucked up and wrong. Um, but you got to be able to... Keep on with your life. Yeah, you so, so be... like, I, it doesn't rile me up as much. I don't agree that human equals garbage, but we've talked about that before, which is, like, I believe in the inherent goodness of mankind. I believe there's a lot of shitty people out there, but I believe that there is goodness, um, and I have a lot of hope in humanity, but it's also just, like, I, it's not worth... Um, and the scary part is that Jordan Peterson is an intellectual, and, and he can take these horrible values and spin it into something that sounds intelligent. And at the end of the day, let's call it what it is, which is misogynistic, patriarchal thinking. So, but I'm like, yeah, what else is fucking new?
2: Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what else well, is fucking and, new? And, and that, it, to me, I guess because in part what I do for work, but maybe it's just my ever, it, like never ending fascination with words and what they mean and the way we use them and all that kind of crap. Like, to call him an intellectual is a disservice to what the word intellectual should mean. It's just somebody who knows how to market ideas, you know? And I guess maybe that's really what an intellectual is, right? Because anytime you're trying to prove a point or explain things to somebody and make them see your point of view, like, if that makes you intellectual, like, I think then we're all intellectuals, right? I mean, doesn't everybody have the capability for some level of critical thought? I often question whether that's in fact true. But, I mean, we really do to a certain extent. And uh, I just think it's 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 I guess he's an intellectual as far as he's gone to school, and he can wear a suit well, but further than that, I don't think of him as being any more smart or competent than other people, and he probably has a better command of rhetoric and argument than most yeah that's so you know what in that is. sense he's, no
1: I, I, he's <laughs> nothing more than a good salesman, and every truly good above above the bar salesman I've ever known has been at least slightly a psychopath, and usually a piece of shit.
2: Yeah, and I I guess to me, it's like, at the end of the day, the the term intellectual has no real value, in, in the sense of, it doesn't mean anything necessarily, and, I don't know, it's just like, it's not even a word that should be applied to him, because he's just a person who's selling an idea, you know, who's got an education, and... Whatever. Like I, like, I feel like it's a word we should stop using because it's so loaded with a bunch of different things. It depends on how you use it, yeah. of course. But, like, you know, the whole East Coast intellectualism and blah, 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 and, like, that's what all the red states hate, and it's all just a bunch of bullshit. Like, the, the idea that we're classifying people as if they're somehow substantially different than every other person. Everybody's basically the same. We all just suck in different ways, you know? <laughs>
1: mm. So, I... I know all the ways you suck in. Yeah. Um,
0: I found, uh... Your new favorite podcast, which is what the Incel Cast.
1: No fucking way. They have a podcast. Angry
2: White Men. Is it on Apple? It's on SoundCloud. Of course, of course. It's not on Apple. Yeah, I would hope that Apple would say this is not something. It's on SoundCloud.
1: Looking it up, want to see the art? Got to look. It's uh, a. It
0: says AWM, Angry White Men. Um, I listened to a snippet about a five-minute snippet. Um, in the wake of the Toronto killing, they were talking about enforced monogamy. Um, and, you know, espousing these ideas. Um, And the main guy, one of the guys who was anonymous on it, he didn't even use his username, but he posted and said, because this was on the Jordan Peterson thread, where they were like, you know, is he one of us? Do we do we like him? And half the people were like, yes. And the other half were like, fuck no. This is just a guy who's marketing on, like, you know, what we believe in in some ways. Um, And they were like, he has a wife, like, blah, blah, blah. He got laid at 16, all this different stuff. So, but the guy who on the podcast was like we should do enforced monogamy um, broke it down a little bit so he said mainly we need it because almost all girls only want Chad and Chad is uh, polyamorous here's how I think it should work and it's, that's essentially a, a Jordan Peterson idea where he was like women want the highest achieving men um, and that doesn't work for either you know gender etc so this is how this guy thinks enforced monogamy should work People can opt in or opt out of enforced monogamy. Okay, so there you go. The idea is done right then. Um, If they opt in... What? (laughs) If they opt in, they get to pay lower taxes and get free basic income from the government. Marriage laws must first be overhauled so that men aren't disadvantaged and family courts are fair. And in enforced monogamy, people oh, must be touch that one. <laughs> must be married to have sex, and if you get divorced, you have to go through a six month waiting period where you are not allowed to have sex. You have and to this be married is to have to sex. Discourage people from getting married and then divorce for every hookup. So he's got a pretty solid plan.
1: Nobody Does will he? be good at sex. Does he have a not soul? a single person? I will just be good love, at sex. because
0: this is The Handmaid's Tale. This is the fucking Handmaid's Tale. Like, how are you going to monitor whether or not people are having
2: sex without getting in some real deep state shit? Like. No, that's not that's not the so the deep state is the shadowy government behind the government. This is this is the fascist state. Yeah. That's this is what that is. This is just
1: the government. It's, yeah, well no, this yeah. is like
2: nineteen eighty four. This yeah. is there's a television in your house that watches you and it has to always be on. Yeah. And who you're fucking is, is business of the state. So I it can sounds exhausting I can round yeah, it's totalitarian. State. I can it's round longer.
0: out here with some academic assumptions of why Inseldom started. And I was excited when I read it because I took I took a whole course on masculinity and, um, one of the main things we talked about was hegemonic masculinity. It was like the first thing I learned about. So hegemonic masculinity is like the ideal of what it means to be masculine. Um, this author majority ideal, the majority ideal. Um, this author, uh, was it wasn't Kimmel. It was someone else. I can't remember, but he had like six ideals of what it meant to be hegemonic. And it was like, um, you know, Providing for your family, um, engaging in heterosexual sex, being physically strong, like all these different things. So, having a beard. Having a beard. So, I. It's um, a good fucking high five. So, the, these incels, they deviate from the standard set up by hegemonic masculinity, um, which is not dictated by women, it's dictated by the patriarchy. Um, So celibate men, while being marginalized for being celibate, blame women for their emasculation um, rather than the standards that men put on themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they believe that their masculinity is a justification for revenge, violence against women, which they believe will restore their masculinity. Um, On a sub-level aggrieved entitlement is the term for this phenomenon in which a privileged group is partially denied their expected privileges. So they believe by being straight males they are owed sex just for Abs- being Absolute right. Exactly. So, should be protected by the UN. Involuntary celibate men are prime examples of this, as well as white supremacists believing white Americans should take back their country. So many theorize that aggrieved <laughs> entitlement explains a disproportionate amount of white male mass shooters, given the uptick in mass shootings recently. And I, I absolutely agree with this, which is like, we raise white men in a certain way, not just parents, but society raises them, to believe they are owed all this stuff and when they don't get it, in some ways they're acting violent to restore it. Um, So aggrieved entitlement provides an explanation for how incels rationalize violence against women. They think they are oppressed for not having sex, a consequence of aggrieved entitlement, and believe women are irredeemable for not giving them what they expect from them. Obviously the hatred of women and the expectations incels have for them are contradictory, so involuntary celibacy perpetuates itself. And that is all the research. I did on fucking incels. I am even more addicted to the message boards than I've ever
2: been. I feel sick, <laughs> but happy. So, I, I do want to mention, we talked a little bit before we started the episode, um, about the part of this whole thing is, um, and, and you and I talked about it, Flex, previously, and we talked about it a little bit earlier today, this whole victimization thing, which is just another way of saying this aggrieved entitlement mm-hmm. and, and other stuff like that. And the one thing I think we can all agree on Jordan Peterson says is like, clean up your room, stand straight. You know? Yeah, I agree. Take right. And, and, and I think that's part of what makes his message have this broader exactly. appeal and be much more marketable and whatever, because it's like, you know, you sprinkle in a bunch of things everybody can agree with and then throw in some wild shit. Yeah. It, then it works out. And You know, I think part of my massive disgust with this whole subculture is that it's all about this playing the victim. Poor
1: me. Yeah,
2: and there is nothing I find more disgusting than people who play the victim. And, you know, it's one thing to say I've been oppressed in specific types of ways that are, like, real. You know, like, if you're a person of color or even Mm. a white person, like, Mm. and not not in the context of oppression, but Mm -hmm. like there are times that you can feel victimized. Like Mm -hmm. if you get mugged or you get assaulted or you get sexually assaulted. Exactly. Like those are real examples of- Privilege
0: doesn't mean you have a great life. Yeah, (laughs) well,
2: it's not even about that, but it's more of like, it's things can happen to you where you do not have control Mm -hmm. and you are a quote unquote victim Mm -hmm. as far as that thing happened that you didn't want to have happen, whatever it's when you weave it into a narrative of this is who I am as a person. So I no longer have agency in the terrible things Mm -hmm. that happen in my life, uh, that it becomes problematic. And you see it happen in the, in the context of like women who have been sexually assaulted will then engage later in high risk behaviors Mm -hmm. because of that previous sexual assault. And it's like there is a certain aspect of they put themselves in a higher risk of those assaults. And like, I don't know, it gets complicated, Mm -hmm. but as far as being a person who says, I don't get to have sex so now I get to have rage instead mm-hmm. and everything is not my fault because it's genetics and it's this and women are that and whatever. It's just this victim shit mm-hmm. that like is owned your life. Yeah. You know, the, the great thing about being a human being is we can define ourselves any way we want to mm-hmm. define ourselves and we can act any way we want. It's not to say that there won't be repercussions, but we can do mm-hmm. and have the ability to self-actualize in any way we choose. And this is how these people chose to self-actualize. Mm. And honestly, like, line them up and fucking shoot them. I mean, I take extremes with this type I, of stuff. But, mm. you know, and right, if we start okay, just killing well, groups of people we yeah, don't agree no, with, no, then, no, then it doesn't go well. no. up. So maybe that's, <laughs> I'm being a little over the top. But I, I do think that it's, it's hard to break people from this. You see this kind of thing occasionally change in AA or in other groups where it's like, my life depends on making great personality changes Mm -hmm. and I think that you can actively disengage from that kind of behavior but it's also a learned I think it's learned as well as there's probably a nature component for that type of personality and it's not an easy thing to break and if you're in a constant feedback loop as we've said with the insult community like you're never going to break out I
1: mean I think it's just like everything else I think there's some that could be helped and saved yeah Mm -hmm. and I think there's some that are no matter what you do something bad's going to happen yeah. Now, my my idea to fix this is to go back to early 2000 sitcoms. Bring back According to Jim. Bring back <laughs> King of Queens. Ugly Man Hot Wife, but they're funny. <laughs> Really like all you need...
0: Henry Zabrowski talks about that all the time on Last Podcast on yeah. Life, where he's
1: like, just be funny. He's like, learn how to be fucking funny. Go, Well, go people are obviously humorless, yeah. so <laughs> go take an improv class, yeah. fucking socialize, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I guess, like, you know what? Bring back according to Jim. <laughs> that's, yeah, I love that. That is the solution. But what, what seems to me uh, disturbing is that this is, I think... Everything from the the social level of the, the family unit to a greater, I mean, this is granted, it's not a new problem. Misogyny is not new, but this form of it is to an extent. I think that clearly we're failing to address this. And I think it's like generally how we fail to address mental health or the rapidly changing social norms, which mm-hmm. I mean, how can you really address, but there could be a lot done if like, I don't know, social services were improved in this country or healthcare wasn't so unaffordable. And healthcare, like especially mental health care, wasn't so stigmatized that anybody who had any kind of issue either couldn't afford it or felt like a lesser person for getting help for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and changing these things is is part of a greater conversation. That again, like I don't even know how we go to change that stuff because it's it's almost. I feel like we're just so beyond the fucking pale. We're so fucked. But uh, but I I just was gonna say um. Something, and now it's fucking eluding me. Uh,
1: It is Mental Health Awareness Month. It sure is. This will be posted by the time it's over, though.
0: I got my meds right about a year and a half ago, and I'm a much better person for it. So if you
1: need
0: the (laughs) help, go get the help. There's shit out there that can help you.
2: Yeah, but I I, I guess, oh man, there was something I was going to say. Oh, just like... I guess what I wanted to speak to was where are these people's parents? Where are these people's family members? I'm not saying that you can like, you know, it's not, don't put the expectation on the parents of if you have a drug addict kid, it's your fault that your kid's a drug addict because it's not that simple. But I mean, if this is the kind of shit your kid is into, because I have to imagine a fair amount of these people start in that formative years of 16 to 21, because if you you're clearly having failures to socialize to get you into this position leading into it, right? Because by the time you're 18 and then you then you join incel, like, you must have been fucking miserable before that because I have to think that by the time you're hitting college age and all the rest, like, you can start drinking and smoking and... I think that's a bit unfair. Because,
1: to bring it back to the Bjork stalker, in the documentary I watched... He talked about how
2: his family was trying to help him. Yeah, Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to in any way put it on, like... But I do, I have to imagine that some of these people are having... No one is saying what's wrong or what's going on. And it's probably not in every case. Probably most cases, people are concerned. And probably they're trying to hide this kind of shit from their family. But I would imagine that you would see almost similar symptoms to the way that people retreat from their family life and relationships when they start to use drugs or drink, uh, in an addictive way in the same way that I cannot imagine that if this is the kind of socialization that you do, and this is the rhetoric you firmly believe that you're going to be able to continue to effectively engage in normal society in the same way that when you start to hardcore abuse drugs, your ability to socialize breaks down. I mean, not all the time, like we, you know, we could all go out and fucking force ourselves to be social when we needed to get what we wanted or we had to show up for those engagements because we wanted to hit mom up for 20 bucks later but i mean i really think like there's got to be some signs like 10 years down the line because i don't think this problem is going to go away we have to come up with some kind of yeah. like diagnosis you know what i mean or like early warning signs for like is your is your fucking angry man child becoming yeah. an incel? Uh, well, i, I, I mean, what it, it sounds to look for it comes down to have uncomfortable conversations with, with your kids, yeah. which
1: doesn't happen a lot. I didn't get sex friends. talk until I was like 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah I had
2: the same. Yeah. Oh my god, my mom was so, let's talk
0: about sex. Let's, let's talk, talk about talk sex, talk me, baby. Um, my period all the time before I got it, talked to me about sex all the time. See, you have a vagina. <laughs> yeah. But my brother would always be like... You you blah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, so anyway... I think we should end it. end it. Wrap it up. My brain is. My brain wrap it hurts. up and stick it in. Yeah. Why don't you, Ben?
1: I'm not an incel, so I can do that. Hell yeah! Pussy's good!
2: Dick is good! Sex is good! Sex is good! good. You're bad. Get you
1: help if you
0: need it. Take responsibility for your own shit. Those are the main takeaways. Yeah. And um, an go outside.
1: Go outside. Go the outside ball. and touch the ground. Talk that to is you. my best buy for the week, Now.
2: <laughs> the
1: ground is everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: we've, got, we've got limited time, so just... My
1: Best Buy is really quick. We already talked about it several times. Uh, if you like horror things, and you like to read books, go out, and um, the copy I have is H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon
2: uh,
1: they have a cheaper collection, I think the Barnes & Noble collection is it's cheaper, really
2: nice, yeah. but it's also beautiful, bound,
1: yeah. I, I like the Necronomicon version because it looks like it's made out of burnt leather and it's yeah. it's got a lot of the drawings in it, but go out, read H.P. Lovecraft, be warned though, it was written in the 20s by someone who's a bit racist yeah. and a bit nationalist and a bit crazy <laughs> but I, I mean, it's 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 good writing, and without it, we wouldn't have most of the horror writers we have today. We would not have Stephen King. We wouldn't have Dean Koontz. We wouldn't have John Carpenter. We wouldn't have a ton of stuff yeah. that us as a community of horror lovers would have without him. Mm-hmm. And I,
2: I do want to say, you know, not to be an apologist or anything like <coughs> that, but I always think like you have to take into account the time period it's not to say that everybody in the 1920s was racist although i think that the Mm. like social considerations for what was appropriate to say and how it was to discuss race was quite different than it is today and like those people had just lived when slavery was still happening you know there were like people in the 20s who were in the civil war like Mm. who remembered when their parents had slaves you know what i mean so it's an interesting thing in that sense of, you know, uh, uh, some people automatically condemn and won't read H.P. Lovecraft because he says some stuff, and he also changed that that wild racism that's in his earlier stories is not the focus of his later work. No, it's not. So his early short stories have, like, some pretty rough language at times, but his later work and his best work is pretty much devoid of that. It's way more uh, grander in scale and not focused on people's skin
1: color. it's by far the most true terror-inducing reading I've ever done. I've read a lot of... I've Except for part... House
2: of Leaves. That's a pretty terrifying book.
1: House of Leaves is pretty terrifying, but it's... Wouldn't have existed without H.P. Lovecraft? It definitely would not have. There's so so much Lovecraftian keynotes in that book. And that's that is my favorite book, but... Go out, read it, experience something. Read it alone in the dark on a stormy night with your windows open and a candle lit. I
2: like it I like it best in the, the summer. summer when it's sticky and hot, just like all of his stories sound.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's all I got. Uh, it's pretty... It's on the cheaper side, so you can get it, and it's a... His collections are big, big books, so you're getting a lot for a good value. Yeah. And that's by far the most reasonable, quote-unquote, best buy I've ever yeah, done. That's the best buy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. That was great, you
2: guys. Um... We'll be back. Yeah. And it's going to be several, so several, cool. several weeks from now because we're about to go on vacation. Yes. For like a month. So stay tuned. Don't forget about us. I might kill myself before you get back because I'll miss you guys so much. Oh, you
1: should. Going to the rope. All right. <laughs> Doper rope, baby. Doper rope. Later, nerds. Later.